All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Pump. I'm your host, Johnny Blaze. And uh, today I made a little trip, a little hour and 15-minute trip out towards uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania to interview my good friend, Dylan Horst. How you doing, Dylan? Doing well. How are you doing, Johnny? Dude, I'm doing awesome, man. Feeling good, looking good. You know, yeah, just, man. just living the dream. And I walked in, started setting everything up, and Dylan asked me if I wanted something to drink. And yes, he happens to have some Burlington beer, which uh, I love. Oh, yeah. So I figured, you know what? Great it's, beer. It's past, is it past noon? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's past noon somewhere. It's 5 o'clock yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> I, 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 think I, have, uh, I have listeners in St. Croix. So perfect. I think it's Torela is okay. a listener down there. I have one. I had one listen on the first podcast, yes. so I think it's him. Um, <laughs> and it's it's noon there. I'm pretty sure. I think they're an hour ahead of us down there. It's so fine. so this is for Jeff and uh, for people Sir. at noon. So all right, all right, awesome, dude. Thank you for this, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Some strawberry whale cake. And what was yours? This is uh, time of the chimpanzee, mm. which is kind of appropriate for me at times. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Um, first of all, I, I just I wanted to talk about the fact that for all my podcasts, I always do like that that starting little picture thing. Yeah, with the weekly pump thing. Yeah. So I like I look on people's Facebooks, mm-hmm. and I I forget how young you you were when you started playing. Oh yeah. And I see these like young pictures with like this like Justin Bieber like <laughs> hair, you know, and it's like it doesn't yep. even look like you to me, you know what I mean? Because I see a beard and I always see at least some sort of scruff. A beard was a yep. big old burly mustache, Larryan mm. style almost for a while, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, so how, like, so how young were you when when you started playing disc golf? Uh, so I started playing really young. So my parents brought me out probably when I was six or seven. Um, Book Miller was the course. It went from, you know, playing at the playground to playing a couple holes to them taking me out to certain league nights that they had. Back then, I think it was the animals. We used to, um, you know, they used to sign me up probably like 8, 9, 10. I used to play with a lot of those guys, Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of fun. I started getting more into it when I started throwing as far as my dad. And it was like from there, it was like. How long did did that take? Couple years, couple but years. It he, got he there. Throw, he throws pretty far. Like what, three three hundred? Uh, back then used to be about three. Okay. So All when right. I started throwing three, I was, like, I was yeah. into it, and it's win it. <laughs> yeah, well, because then you can actually you can actually contribute to a ground of golf, you know, exactly. and, and help people out. You know? Exactly. Like, it sucks when you play and uh, you feel like you're like dragging people down, especially yep. on doubles. You know? Oh yeah. You know, or they're giving you strokes. Like, okay, you're playing with Dylan. Yeah. Here's three strokes. <laughs> you're like, come on. Like, yeah. like I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. beat you. And then you Fair jump square. like I don't know if they do pools there. You mm-hmm. jump from B pool to A pool, yep. and then you're like finally you're you're there. You yep. know what I mean, they did handicaps. Okay. I think back then, so it was based off like however many you know recorded rounds you had. Then you get assigned a handicap, and then that's how many quote strokes you had for okay. the round. Like almost like a Book Miller rating. exactly. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the one handicap round. I was probably like nine or ten. Um, I think I ended up winning or getting second place. I remember getting my first DX Firebird. Oh, nice. Like the old school, like with the, ride, the Rise of the Phoenix. Exactly, one yeah. the Rise of the Phoenix. I remember looking at that disc like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Well, they I freaking are, like, loved it. Dude, dude I don't that know. old plastic is freaking awesome. Oh, like, yeah. I love like all the artwork on the early end of the stuff. Oh, yeah. Know, it was really kind of like, was pretty cool. You mm. know? Like I love the old orcs. Yep. Like with the big old yep. ugly orc <laughs> on it. Like that's just kind of cool like that, yep. you know. And yeah. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, dude. So, like, so you only played like Book. Did you do like the whole Lancaster area, or was it only um, Book Miller that you? When played? I was really young, it was just Book Miller. Yeah. Um, 
once in a while we would go out to Akron. Akron was the other one that we used to go to all mm-hmm. the time. Um, Boulder Woods was okay. another one that we kind of went to. Um, Creekside, um, the little 18-hole course there. Um, and it was kind of just around those, yeah. really. Like, those were kind of like the core group of courses. You weren't going in any, like, real big. I mean, Akron's kind Mm-mm. of a pretty big course, but, like, you weren't going to the Quake or any of that Mm-mm. stuff, you know? like <laughs> No, because, like, back then, I think, I don't remember when Quake was in, but I don't think we ever went. I do remember going when it was first in, but that was when I was in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the courses were, like, the smaller courses growing up. And Akron back then used to be a lot shorter of a course. Okay. They never had the back nine. Oh, it was um, just out in the field and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was out in the field. I'm pretty sure the field holes remain the same for the most part. I want to say hole two was a new hole, and I I forget. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there was a couple redesigned with a couple of those holes, but a lot of the core holes out there were pretty much the same. Um, but yeah, it was Akron Book Miller really growing oh, up. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, they were great courses. Yeah, they still are. Like I, mm-hmm. I loved being out that way when I was working at the disc shop. Oh being yeah, being able to go and play because like for me, it's a two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and, and living where I live, why would I at the time? Why would I leave Naki? Oh yeah. Why would I leave Jordan exactly. and all that stuff? These courses that were 15, 20 minutes away from me and drive exactly. all the way. And that's what everybody would say to me. Like people would come into shop and be like, "Oh, you've been to Shiprock before I ever been to Shiprock." Yep. I'm like, no. Like you ever been like you've been to Akron? I'm like, yeah, once. Yeah. Like, no, I've never been to any of these places yep. really. And they're like, Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're awesome courses. Like yeah. it's such a great, it's awesome to have like two hours away from an awesome area. Exactly. More awesome courses. Mm-hmm. And then you go a little bit further, you go well, a lot further west and you get out to Pittsburgh and it's like you got oh, all man. this like awesome stuff. Yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's actually were, just there. Yeah, you were just there. Yep, yeah, just there. It, it was, was amazing. Yeah, I was uh, I was bummed you would hit me up about uh Paul Paul. Yep. And then I was like, man, I really wish I could go. And then actually uh, Ryan Northcutt, who I, I brought the little birdie pouch from, he hit mm-hmm. me up about Paul Paul the same weekend. And uh, I was like, yep. damn, dude. Like, yeah, because it like, was I, supposed to be a decent amount of people out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. And the course is in good condition because oh, yeah. WVTI just happened. And so exactly. they were out there mowing everything. You know, yep. it's probably getting a little longer now. But yeah. You know, that's just, that's part of having such a huge, oh yeah and so much grass. Like, it's unreal, like, how much. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and then, like, the woods. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I I could do, you know, a hundred podcasts about how awesome that place is. Just, like, over and over and over again. Yeah, just go there and take it in. Yeah. It's just something else. Hell yeah. So, uh, where'd you play in Pittsburgh? Uh, So, two courses actually I've never played before. Uh, So, played Deer Lakes. Deer Lakes was the first one we played. The next one was the new course, North Boundaries. Okay. Um, the, um, I think it's labeled as the longest course in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Currently. Okay. Um, well, I guess over 10,000 feet probably. Yeah, over 10,000 yeah. feet. Monster elevation. Okay. Um, and then Sunday to round out, we played, I think it was Lindbrook, um, Chris Dietzel's design, little nine hole course out there. Oh, it was nice. a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, he messaged us, skipping out on the side and was talking about, you know, you guys should check this out. Like. You know, he kind of likes it just as much as Moraine. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's fun. Okay. It is a lot of fun. Um, I know he has plans to make it a full 18, mm-hmm. and I, I just can't wait. Yeah, it, was, was... it was a very enjoyable course to kind of wrap up the weekend, especially with our adventure on Saturday, because 
those were two tough courses. Nice. And you went to something that wasn't yeah. quite as tough, more a little bit more fun. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's yep. yeah, and that's what it should be. You yeah. Know? You know, that's what that's well, one of your mottos. Exactly. Yeah. Most fun wins. Most fun so, wins. So you won. You know, yeah. No matter oh, what. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always winning. Exactly. I don't think I don't think I've seen you with uh with a frown on your face on the yeah. course. You know, uh, I mean? a, a few times. Well, I haven't seen you. Yeah. Least, you know, I don't play on lead cards second round <laughs> very often. So so that hey, might be one of the fr- I don't normally do that either. Sometimes <laughs> I just go second and third card and shoot really well, and then everybody's mad. I don't well, know. No, I mean, but how can anybody be mad at you? You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, it's one of those things. There's certain people in the area mm-hmm. in our you know community in our big family that yeah. Um, the people that you can never get mad mm-hmm. at. You know what I mean? You could you could slay. You could shoot twenty five exactly. down and kick the crap on everybody and oh yeah like okay that was awesome yeah like great job Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah I mean? so. but the thing is like that's what's awesome about i don't know at least how i view disc golf like if i i want somebody else to shoot well to mm-hmm. push myself to yeah. get better like in the end it's you want your best versus everybody else's best and you just want to push for that mm-hmm. like i know whenever i'm playing with certain people it's just like i want them to make that shot make that putt because it'll push me to put more pressure on me to kind of execute and okay. do a little better so, yeah. like, one of the biggest things that I remember with that was I remember playing with Yulabari, um at the, I think, was it a national tour at the time? I don't remember, at Iron Hill. Okay. And that was when the course record was, I think, 59 at that point. I think it was, like, him and Bradley Williams ended up shooting that. But during the round at Iron Hill, I mean, we were trying, we were essentially at the beginning going blow for blow. Mm-hmm. I think he got one early. And then we were just going blow for blow the whole round. The next thing you know, I think it was hole eight. And they had a shorter basket at that point. They didn't have it propped up in the back on the elevated. It was shorter, but it was still part five. He went eagle, eagle on that eight and nine. Oh, damn. And it was insane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just, you know, he's taken off for the races. And I'm just kind of, you know, hanging onto the steering wheel. Yeah, just like drafting behind him. loved every second of it. And like you'd, you'd love to see good golf. Oh, yeah. Like that round, I think I saw Yuli get eight and nine. Owen Heilman, I'm pretty sure, got the first eagle in 17. Okay. Which was insane. Yeah. Like his his third shot on 17 was crazy. And that yeah. was when, you know, if you played Iron Hill like five, seven years ago, like there were twice as many trees in the fairway. Yeah. This guy was like 300 feet back. Yeah, I was going to say. At the like, hill. Yeah, I was going to say like, uh, like everybody saw the Seppo eagle. Oh, yeah. And he had a putt. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, oh, and awesome golfer doesn't throw nearly as far as Seppo does. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, it would have to be a long throw-in because that oh, hole yeah. is – I don't think video really represents how no. di- how difficult Mm-mm. and how long and how uphill that hole really, really is. Yeah. You know? I mean, the first shot, it's really just dead straight. So dead straight, get a, a little bit shot, of fade at the end, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had chances for the eagle. I've never converted. Mm-hmm. But I've had, like, a circle two putt for eagle. Yeah. And, I mean, I throw far, but I wouldn't say I throw as far as, like, seppo or some yeah. of those guys but it's really like the first shot you know you just put yourself in position yeah Your well i mean you, you, yeah it's like one straight fairway with a little angle to another exactly. fairway kind of you just have to get past the angle to the yep. second fairway or have a look at it to exactly kind of get have there. a look at the gap because yeah. the gap is like you have to throw this just a little bit of highs or high and then it forces over and then just holds that line forever mm-hmm. just like seppos did and the thing was if he had it three feet higher he might have blasted past the basket his disc was coming That's in true. fast. Yeah. Well, he's just yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's awesome. I remember, monster. I, I remember seeing <laughs> him cool. uh, in 2011 at, down at Rock Hill. Yeah, and they were doing like the distance competition. They're not a competition. It was just a distance uh, 
display thing because that was oh, the, over the water yeah over the water because that was so the cool. that was the performance flight yep that was a year when it was all like rated the, mm. the usdgc year that didn't happen according to yeah. usdgc yeah. so there weren't many big names there <laughs> yep you know like germ was there kenny was there but he pulled out because of his elbow uh felber yeah and uh i don't know like i think that. seppo was he may have been playing he may not have been but he was there like mm-hmm. this skinny little kid long-necked kid yeah you know just, just throwing like drives. stupid far so like, cool yeah it was it was cool to see and it's awesome to see him still just smashing and mm-hmm. getting better and better you know oh, i'm yeah. excited for them to come back oh me too and just actually get to see me all the too. europeans european women will be awesome to see yeah. again you know what i mean yeah just to catch up with everybody yeah. i mean that's what's nice about the community i know i've been playing for a decent amount of time played with some you know higher names and once in a while, just walking up to them and having a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. remember walking up to James Conrad before he won the, I think at that point, it wasn't the MVP Open, but before that, Vibram Open. I think yeah, when he first it was won. The open at Maple Hill might have been. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was the yeah. Vibram. I think I'm at that point, it was, it was the Vibram. Vibram. Yeah. I don't remember. But, yeah, just walking by, having a little conversation with him. He asked me if I wanted to juggle. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, do you know, then, to, do you know how to juggle? I, I could juggle three balls. Yeah, that's all I, I can't. Can mm. He's like four and five. Yeah, yeah I was like, like uh, you got me beat, bud. But Yeah, I can't do objects <laughs> either. I think he can do discs and probably, yeah. he can probably do bowling pins or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know. I think I messed around with bowling pins for a little bit. Rings, I used to know how to do, but mm. besides that, it's like yeah. nothing. I tried to do those nothing. and they drift. Yeah, and then I tried to do balls. I know how to ride a unicycle, so I was trying to do balls Ooh. on a unicycle, and that was just a That'd disaster. Be crazy. That was a disaster. I'm not. I'm not good enough at either of them yep. to be able to do it. Hey, you need together. to talk to Skip Hummel. He has a unicycle. That's a little fun fact that I never knew. Oh wow! But yeah, he can unicycle. I mean, yeah. I mean, I could see he's Skip being able to. Like, he, yeah. he just like he's full of like hidden talents. You know? Oh yeah, I'm sure. There's all. I mean, there's a lot of like golfers mm-hmm. out there that we all kind of have our own little. Little thing with our own little yeah. thing, you know. But I could see Skip being a unicycler here. You know? Yeah, I just had no idea because the one time he told me a story. I think he was working, building greenhouses the one day, like way down south, and I guess his work van got broken into, and um, they stole I think everything but his unicycle <laughs> and something else. And I was like, wait a second, you know how to ride a? Un-? He's like, yeah. I did. You didn't know that? Obviously, no, I had no idea. Yeah, man. yeah. And it's like a, a good friend of yours <laughs> yeah. for, for many years. Yeah, for many years. <laughs> never knew he knew how to ride a unicycle. Yeah. Never I, seen it. I like to assume that all lefties can ride a unicycle. I think that's yeah. a good assumption. Yeah, I think that's, so. I'm, I'm gonna, that's going to be a conversation for the next lefty I meet. Do you know how to ride a unicycle? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, yeah, we'll ask Robin. I don't know. He might not. <laughs> Bevo. He, he Back in the day, I bet he did. It's like, I have you ever it. ridden one? Maybe that's the better yeah. question. And maybe I'll just bring it out and see. He might it might be something he's never done before and then just can do it. Natural. You know, one of those types of people. You know. Natural. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah so, I, so I wanted to tell you about the first time I ever heard of Dylan Horse. <laughs> I want to hear this. I love hearing it. The first time I ever heard of Dylan Horse was uh, my friend Anthony Marucci, Mooch. He was uh, he was in Rochester, mm-hmm. and I think Am Worlds were at Rochester. Yep. And he was telling me about this kid, Dylan Horse, on lead card, and he was like, "I love this kid." Yep. I'm like, "Well, what what makes you love? Like, did you throw?" He's like, "He throws really good. Throws really far. Awesome player." You were like. High nine ninety rated at the yeah. time, you know, you 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 stayed in AM long so you can get that, yeah. you know, and you were I think you were still basically a junior at that time. Oh, um, you were still technically. Pretty... I want to say at least nineteen. I think nineteen okay. and under is what I could have played. Okay, but and uh, he was like, he's 
playing on lead card and he's reaching in bushes and in like off in the rough picking up trash. Mm-hmm. Like as he sees trash on the course and he's like, yep. you got to get behind someone like that. So like that was my very yep. first impression of, and, and you've, you've awesome. lived up, you lived up to that, mm-hmm. that first impression expectation. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, I don't remember first meeting you, but that was the first time I at least oh, that's awesome. you know, heard of you. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so, so cool. I never, yeah. never knew that. Yeah. And yeah, that's what he told me. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm down. I'm down mm-hmm. with this guy. And like, yeah. And like I said, you've lived up to it. You yep. know, you're farmly, you know, you're a cow pie person, you know, yep. like one of these people that, you know goes out out of their way to make sure that everything is better than it was. Yeah. You know, course is better. People are better. Mm-hmm. You, get, you get done playing around with you and it's kind of like, it can be an experience. Yeah. You know, it can be really yeah. awesome. Cause we played a fair amount of golf, you know, some match play stuff, you know, we exactly. we're on my team up at Shady. So, yep. like, you know, which is a shame we don't have it, you know, but yeah. you know, I think Char, I think Charlie's on a, on a mission. I think, I think it's Char- Charlie or Glukey. One of those mm-hmm. two are on a mission to like bring Shady back. Oh like, yeah. They wanted Can't it back wait. this year, but and it's not it's happening a little too soon. Yeah, Maybe. I think it's a little too soon. Yeah, and Steve's just I think he enjoyed not having it last year, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of just have the house to yeah. himself, you know what I mean? It's that a lot type of, work. of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's unbelievable, you know, mm-hmm. to have that many awesome golfers in the area come to your place and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's unreal. You know, I don't think I definitely know I couldn't do it. Oh no. You know, but you have to have a good team. You have to have a good team. Him, Leslie, like she she covers a lot of stuff out there and everything, so I think that's a, a big thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you know, but, yeah, uh, yeah, and people don't realize it. You know, the tent, the band. Oh, like you know. everything that goes behind an event like that, because it's what eight teams, five people, sometimes six. Like sometimes six. I think the last year they seven. even. I think they had seven. Even I think like some some, some people had, did. Yeah. They had two alternates because people just wanted to come up and hang out, mm-hmm. and then if they played, they played. But yeah, yeah it's. Well, and that's part of it, yeah, and just just like come and hang out. Like I know, mm-hmm. like like CJ came up, like he yeah. came up the one year, and like I think he was one of the alternates, right? Yeah, he was yeah. the alternate on the other PA team. Yep. And he basically just, like, he played a little bit, but then he, like, hung out with Leslie. Mm-hmm. The Leslie and uh, Healy's girlfriend, and, like, mm-hmm. just, just hung out the whole time with them, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. And then basically, they, well, I mean, how could you not love Clark? But, like... Oh, yeah. They absolutely loved him. I remember him, like, he was picking up, like, pizzas. They got a bunch of pizzas yep. delivered, carrying, like, all these pizzas, <laughs> you know, helping with the kids and everything mm-hmm. like that around, because the kids were always, were always there around that time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but that's, like, that's... It's like a big family, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we we often look at like our family and all yep. those things that they do, and then that's another type of family up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, the whole disc golf community is a family. Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw that like last year after things have happened, mm-hmm. like after my mom passed. Yeah. Like the amount of support that the disc golf community shared was astounding. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it even happened without you know me even doing anything. Yeah. Like Dan. Dan Brooks Wells, Jeremy, mm-hmm. D- like Jerry Dyson, like those guys just asked a question. Is this okay? Yeah. And I said, 100%. Yeah. Thank you. And then the amount of support they got and then from people all over, like yeah. it was amazing. Oh, you're, you're loved by everybody. Yeah. It was just, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a family. Yeah. And it's like, like you were saying, it's all about family. It's like, this is a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's something like I, like I, I mean, my immediate family, I cherish and love exactly and like that, but. It's like other than like my like exactly. a lot of my cousins like I I love my disc golf family more than I love some yeah. of my family that, I, that I've known for my whole entire life you know yeah and I've only been golfing for twelve years and you, mm-hmm. you realize like only playing in a short amount of time you can you know well for me at least you've been playing twenty years now yeah um but like you realize that these are the people that mean the most to you exactly you know? and and when yeah. and when you feel that that's one thing but then when it gets it's reciprocated and you're like mm-hmm. holy crap like 
other people are this way. And it just gives you like hope. Mm-hmm. And like you're just like it just rejuvenates all your like why you're doing you're doing the right thing yeah you're playing the right sport you're mm-hmm. doing all the right stuff like yeah you know. that it's not just a game that you're doing on weekends it's you're building relationships with people and having like a second family mm-hmm. it's like obviously your family your biological family it's one thing mm-hmm. but this is like just something else it's yeah. something totally different but you well you but were it's great and you were lucky that. When, when you were young, like your biological family was involved in it. You exactly. Know, dad, like my dad doesn't play. My parents don't play. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom doesn't know and close to anything about what happens with me in disc golf. Yeah. You know, she works with uh, Kate Stash. Okay. So she yeah. knows, so she kind of okay. she gets like she got like some of that like a oh bit. like oh Blaze okay. Blaze is cool like we love Blaze and she's like oh wow like I don't think she realized like what what really disc golf is. You mm-hmm. know, my stepdad golfs. Yeah. But he got he golfs with like a handful of people. Exactly. It doesn't play tournaments or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, you only assume that so many people would know who he is from the golf course. But then when yep. you realize, like, there's so many different people that know all of us, you know. And exactly. Because, because we are, I, li- I like to think we're a positive <laughs> influence mm-hmm. on, on the community, you know. Oh, yeah. As much sure. as possible, you know, as, as far as coursework or running sure. events or just, you know, being open and, re- like, open to talking and different things with people, you know what I yeah. mean? Because I'm sure you got a lot of that, you know. You oh, yeah. Tournaments and. I mean, you throw stupid far and play amazing golf. Like, so when people see it, they're like, how do you Whoa. do that? What's yeah. going on? Like, what, like, what is this? And they, they ask you a lot of questions mm-hmm. because, you know, they're curious, you know? Yeah. You know, there's oftentimes I want to ask you, how the hell do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like just flexibility, I guess. I yeah. don't know. And yeah. just hours of hours of hours of practice, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like going into a field and just figuring it out. Do you do a lot of field work? Um, when I first started, yeah, for sure. Like we had a cornfield in our backyard. So like the farmer just had a cornfield there. So when the corn was down, I would go out there and just take a stack of discs, throw them out into the field, Mm -hmm. just figure it out. Yeah. And I remember trying to teach myself backhand because I never knew. I was like, I only threw forehand. Forehand forehand. dominant. Okay. At that time, forehand was probably going three, three fifty. Okay. I was like, all right, let's learn backhand. Start of like seventy five feet. Yeah. It's like, well, this is not good. Well, it's just like a silly motion. It is. Like, yeah. But it's like over and over again. Like every other day, you know, mm. being a kid, you're just like, I just want to go out and throw frisbee. It's like, yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna do it, and then it just evolved into something, and then just kept going and going and going. But mm. I don't even know how many hours it yeah. took. Like. A ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I'm sure you were out there with your dad throwing them too, you know, mm-hmm. and just, and like you said, trying to just yeah. throw further than him. Exactly. And it just was like, that was my motivation. Like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, for so long in life, like your dad is like held on this high, high pedestal and mm-hmm. he still, you know, is socially and, you know, and, and family wise and everything, mm-hmm. but like, like athletically and physically, Yep. you know, like I remember the first time, like I like stood next to my dad in my twenties and was mm-hmm. like. You know, we he he was my boss, so like yep. you know, we would have spats. Yeah, and I remember him yep. like yelling at me and like kind of getting in my face, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I stood up a Whoa. little, t- I stood up a little <laughs> taller, and I'm like, well, what are you, what are you saying, old man? You know, yep. like, and he was like, all right, all right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm you. a man. You know what I mean? Like you, you kind of yep. had that man moment with your dad when you were probably in your early teens, mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden you throw further than him. He's just like, all right, okay. And it was he was probably incredibly proud. You know, oh, yeah. like holy crap, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we used to take our vacations to go play disc golf. Oh, nice. So, Where would you go? I went all over. Bowling Green. Went to Bowling Green oh, nice. a couple times. Um, New York, Pittsburgh. Uh, my mom and I actually one time went out to Texas. Actually, it was the first time I ever been on an airplane. Oh, that trip cool. was kind of crazy. That story was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, 
So back in the day, it was like a match play. I remember seeing online somewhere. It might have been PDGA website. It might have been Facebook at that time. I don't remember. But it was like you filled out a survey about, like, if you want to be in this match play tournament. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's see. I don't know. Why yeah. not? Put, put my name, put my rating, put a couple things, whatever. Next thing you know, a couple of weeks later, I got a response saying, like, you're in if you want it. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, how, how old were you? Oh, I was probably 19, 20. Okay. It was probably like one of the last years I played AM. So yeah, so you wrote in and wrote your rating and you Oh yeah. Nine, I actually wrote in my rating. rating. It like, was like of course you're I think in. It was like yeah. nine seventy at that time. Yeah. Might have been nine ninety. But even so, but at that time there weren't yeah. like now there's a lot exactly. more a lot more thousand rated players are popping up in exactly. like high nine nineties. At that time there were probably only a couple hundred. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Know, that really that that uh, like got to that elite level, you know, because mm-hmm. there was a lot less golfers. Yep. Yep. You know, 10 years ago, there's, you know, a little, like more than half, you know, like a little less than half of the golfers were probably playing at that time. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It was a little stressful because, you know, first time on an airplane and all that yeah. stuff. It was it was different. But as we got down there, um, I think I was ranked like in different pools, obviously. I think they had four different pools. And I think I was ranked like seventh out of like 12. Okay. So, whoa, wait, like I'm not. I'm not, 12, I'm not like, I'm not 11 12? or 12. This yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So it was just a match play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I made it past the first two rounds. The first round, I think I beat the guy pretty quick. I don't remember. Second round went wire to wire. And I think it was the next day or that night, I was sick. Okay. Sick as a dog. Like cold sweats, couldn't fall asleep. Like felt like death, really. And then the next day I freaking played Jeremy Coling. And that was when, you know, like big dude throws 500 foot isers. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like when he's, he was in his prime. Yeah. Like he was like the top dog that threw the farthest. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh crap. Yeah. Well that was around. Yeah. Like he was at that distance thing. Exactly. Around 2011. Yeah, exactly. I remember him playing. I remember Avery was there and Avery brought out like two big boxes of destroyers, brand new boxes. And was handing them to people to throw across and, like, yep. handed one to Germ, and he was on Discraft at the time. And he was like, oh, yeah, and then, like, kind of tossed it aside and had, like, a nuke in his, like, stuffed in the back of his pants yep. and, like, pulled it out and then went and threw Ripped that it. instead. Yeah. Yep. You know. But, yeah, he was – he threw crazy far. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was all to himself, and I was like, I mean, okay, this is this is how top guys are. All right, yeah. this is kind of cool, though. But I played against him – Um I think I was in the same group with Macbeth, actually, at the same time he was playing somebody else. And I forget. I was watching the rest of their round, and I think he lost one or two holes to go. I don't know, Mm. just a couple bad breaks or whatever it was. And then we ended up playing in the loser's bracket. So I played against Avery. Okay. And he played against somebody else. I don't remember who he played against. But Avery and I went wire to wire all the way to the end. Oh, nice. It was the coolest thing ever. For mm-hmm. me, like, being that old. Well, especially was, then. I mean, 2011. He was throwing stupid for yeah. Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember, never going to forget it, because I think Macbeth might have won his first Worlds, or it was, like, that year he won. I don't remember. It was around that, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but, whenever um, the year was, yeah. It was, like, three holes to go, and he was watching our battle, and he, like, walked up to me. He's like, dude, you got this. You got him. Yeah. I was like, 
what? Like, what? Like, I'm like, this is so cool. Like, like, you're talking to me? Yeah, like, you're talking to me? Like, I don't know who you are. It's like, I know you, but you don't know me, but you're, like, super into this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's just Well, it's much the same as what you're saying. Like, you like to see good golf. Exactly. So he was seeing good exactly. golf happening and saw, like, yeah. I mean, you had... Just, lit the fire and i feel like that moment changed my outlook because obviously it could have went in two directions right mm-hmm. it could have been this was my first time playing with the big dogs essentially like first time i've seen them in person like crushing mm-hmm. shots and like actually playing along with them instead of just watching them on youtube or whatever but like it could have went to the serious route or it could have went to this i want to see great golf route and mm-hmm. i think that moment defined me and the like moving toward this path to see great golf yeah and i think it was the last hole we were tied and i played an easy pitch shot up the middle it was like a par four it was pretty far um played my pitch shot up the middle avery throws obviously over the trees Mm -hmm. like trees are i don't know probably 20 30 feet high and he just over the trees way up in the middle no ob no mando like (laughs) holy crap this guy saw his shot and i was like i would never even think about that yeah I yeah, well, especially like, then, like he was like a physical presence. He was oh, a big, yeah. strong dude. Like through, and he throws the, he throws from the chest. Yeah, like he's so high with his oh, shot. So like cool. it's so awesome. Like still even seeing him throw, he obviously doesn't throw quite as far as he used to. He's yeah. a little older, but like it just looks so powerful. Oh, it's crazy. It's awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. I remember being under the basket for par, and I remember telling myself he had like a forty-five foot downhill putt. I'm like, I want to see this guy make it. I'm like, come mm. on, make it jams right in my face yeah. i'm like mm, i hate you but, <laughs> but I, love I love it, it. i love good golf i love, I love seeing that <laughs> it was so cool it just changed i don't know my perspective on like that moment like i was just so happy to be there mm-hmm. that that trumped anything like the play whatever yeah. like it trumped everything yeah it was the coolest thing well i mean getting getting beat like that isn't you know, oh no you playing good golf yeah it sucks when you play shitty Yep. And then someone beats you and you're mm-hmm. like, crap, I played like crap. But like yep. when you play well and then someone just plays better. Yeah. And somebody like has that moment in the clutch mm-hmm. and just executes. Yeah. You're ready. Done. All right. Fine. Mm-hmm. You win. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's like, and that's a defining moment. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a defining moment for him. Who knows? You know? Yeah, it maybe, might have. Maybe he remembers yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when when, when I when I get kid. when I get Avery on the podcast, I'll have to ask him. You know, he probably like, won't remember. That'd be cool know. if he you did. Like you know, like, pe- once people in, remember some crazy crazy things. You know, like, yeah. Like once re- in a while, you remember those like singular moments in a round. Mm-hmm. And I hope hopefully that was one of them. well, forty a forty five footer downhill to win your match against somebody against a a, a quote unquote no namer. Yeah. You know, like someone that you know you, he should beat mm-hmm. as according to what you know most people would think. Like, yeah. You know, like that could be something, you know. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that was epic, dude. Yeah. I, no, those epic moments are what it's about, too. You oh, know, yeah. When you, could, when you just jam something like that, or like like I said, or someone jams it in your face. You know, and then you get to see the professionalness of someone beating you, too. Yep. Because I'm sure he jammed in your face, was hype and everything like that, and came over and shook your hand. Yeah. It's a great freaking match. That was mm-hmm. awesome. You know, keep throwing. Keep doing yeah, what man. you're doing. You know, you're you're on the right path type mm-hmm. of thing. So I don't remember how it ended, but I think I remember just walking up, giving him a handshake. And that might have ended just there. I just don't remember. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. it was so okay. cool. Yeah. When you're on cloud nine Tumbling. Like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, you know, especially when you, you go out there and – uh like you probably were throwing further than everybody you played with mm-hmm. normally. Yeah. On a normal basis. Mm-hmm. And you go out there and you play with people <laughs> that just, just absolutely smash. Like you were oh, talking yeah. about your round with Uli. Like you throw further than Uli. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I maybe at that time, yeah, he was throwing. He doesn't throw. He still throws far. Does he throw that far? Or, yeah. I mean, I've seen him I would throw. Say, I've seen him throw a little bit, but I mean, like, I haven't really I seen him. He still him. throws like 550. In, my, in, my, in his best shots, he throws 550. I bet okay. my best shots, I throw 550. Yeah. Like, Brandy Wine, I threw some of the farthest shots I've ever thrown, and I bet those were like 550 on some of those holes. Yeah. And I think he throws that. Like, mm hmm. I it's wouldn't like, say like normally under, understated though. Like yeah, understated. Def, yeah. Like I mean, he, he, de he definitely downplays it. himself when you like oh, you hear yeah. him talk about it. Like oh, his game. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing him in uh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like 2014. I went down yeah. there, and uh, like all the Prodigy guys were there. It was like the early Prodigy team. Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, I remember seeing him and Cat out in the field throwing lefty, like just wow. you know, and just Ripping throwing like lefty. 350, 400 lefty, and it was just like you got it. I mean, she wasn't throwing it that far, but he was throwing it that far, that's and she crazy. was throwing, and it's all form, yeah. And it's like understanding, and I think that helps out a lot. Like I remember when uh, when Hannah, like Hannah Leatherman, kept getting that's hurt. Right, she kept yeah, getting hurt, she so she kept playing lefty, playing lefty. Yeah, got and good like at it. definitely, yeah. I mean, and and then she said when she would play righty, then like her game was better because mm -hmm. you know you work on you your form, you work on your form lefty, then your your form righty should definitely be right. You yeah. Know? You know, and she was definitely someone that would analyze or throw and really yeah. break things down like that, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, like, figure out, like, the little, it's, what was it? I was teaching a lesson with one of the guys nearby, and we actually made, like, a video game reference, which was pretty cool. Like, mm -hmm. thinking about every little body part is, like, a multiplier, right? So, it's, like, getting your legs and hips into it, getting your core into it, shoulders into it, a little elbow movement, a little wrist movement, mm -hmm. like, just all amplifies amplifies what you're doing yeah i think that's what i'm missing that's, i'm missing those boosters amplifiers those <laughs> boosters you know it's all like i'm getting the 2x from the upper body and the rest just doesn't quite do yeah. what it's supposed to you know to get some you know more what is it armor yeah some more armor some, armor some more, more armor. spells yeah yeah i need to upgrade my power or something <laughs> yep. you know my, my speed and agility all, all those like yeah and that's kind of what it is like yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see like when there is like a video game for disc golf yeah, like I a Tiger Woods type of, you know, like a Paul Macbeth, you know, PGGA tour type of golf yeah. would be kind of cool. I think know? it'll get there. Yeah. It's just understanding. So I think it's tough because coding the physics of a Frisbee is probably so yeah, much more be, difficult mm -hmm. than coding hitting a ball into the air where essentially it's like gravity is just going up and down. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit L of spin, little bit of spin some wind curve, here and there, like, but it's not, yeah. Like, the trajectory kind of just remains the same, but then when spin slows down, it just kind of slows down. But mm -hmm. the disc is, like, you got to code in, you know, different discs. You have to code in more things, right? Yeah. So it's, like, well, I mean, if yeah, you, you code in, like, an ultimate disc over and over again, like, eventually that would work. Mm -hmm. But then it's a matter of making that scalable for every disc and then changing the ratios depending on what disc you have. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, somebody will do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I think it would have to be a disc offer. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like almost with some of those golf games, like, mm -hmm. I'm sure it was a golfer or someone that understood the physics yeah. and all that stuff of golf, but, like, a lot of that could probably just be coded by somebody. Exactly. Just like, it goes in a straight line. Yeah. Oh, it's there's, like, a, there's a five-mile-per-hour wind. It goes off this degree. It goes exactly. off that degree, yeah. And it's just understanding the physics of, like, how it's going through the air and coding it, like, you know, the wind's going underneath it or the wind's hitting the top of it, so it's supposed to push it down, push mm -hmm. it up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I doubt it would, could ever be. I mean, it probably could be, 
perfected but oh yeah such a it tough would just thing. be a long time a lot of stuff and to it's really like perfect it, yeah you just need to perfect one i feel like if you perfect just one disc mm-hmm. from there it's just ratios yeah. and changing like whatever fig- you yeah. have like figure out a rock exactly or you a buzz or whatever rock. that is or even a putter it? like something simple as that Some, yeah it's like all right speed two all right cool this yeah. is how fast it goes this is how it interacts in the wind mm-hmm. and if one person could code that appropriately like yeah and then you throw a rock then it's like you know, Change times up to two, five. it's going that much faster. It's <laughs> exactly. turning that much. Harder. Yeah, yeah. Something that, that would be that. interesting. Yeah, that, like, like, it's I'm, just a combination of somebody that's really good at the coding, understands how the disc flies, and then communicating that appropriately mm-hmm. to whoever's doing the coding. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understanding cool. that language, you know, we'll that's figure definitely. it out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick little break. We'll be right back with some more of the weekly pump. All right, and we're back from our little break. I'm Johnny Blaze, and this is the Weekly Pump. Um, I was about to say we were talking about something before the break, and I can't even freaking remember. Um, remember. But I'm looking over your your right shoulder, and I'm looking at your two sword trophies here from the North versus South. You know, you're a two-time general, correct? Two-time general. Two-time general. Two-star general. Two-star general, yeah. Yep. That's uh, I've I've gotten to compete in I think two of the north two north versus south. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We got to keep it, you know, for the north. You oh know yeah. What I mean, they keep saying the south will rise again. And I just <laughs> want to keep holding them down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I always think about that whenever uh whenever I'm around J Dot. Mm-hmm. He always he's j- oh, yeah. j- 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 the general. He that was his baby. Yeah. That was his baby. Yeah, yeah. It was for people who don't know, north versus south is um, it was kind of like a little rivalry that uh, J Dot Jay Gobrek made um at Kodoris it was the north so it's basically just charity tournament everybody shows up 20 bucks you know if your team ended up winning you would get your 20 bucks back if not it would all get donated to a charity mm-hmm. um i want to say it was one of the women's shelters i don't remember exactly what the default charity was but um it was just a nice camaraderie um Kodoris red Kodoris blue so we played the original 27 red, 27 blue. The How you would define whether you were north or south was the Mason-Dixon line. Okay. So anybody above the Mason-Dixon line would play for the north, below would play for the was south. It, was it the true Mason-Dixon line or was it just the southern border of PA? I want to say they did the true Mason-Dixon okay. line. But the yeah. thing was, we didn't really... I remember JDOT, they didn't really say... You know, like, hey, where do you live? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. But, like, if somebody would ask... Who do I play for? And be like, all right, so Mason Dixon. Yeah, because I mean, below. like right here, like we're not far from the true Mason Dixon. Exactly. Line here. Yeah. Exactly. So that was always the line okay. of where you would go. Yeah. And it was just, um, it was a lot of fun. So really, you would play all the shorts, all the original holes, how they were, mm-hmm. and then the lowest score of the whole event out of all fifty-four holes would be declared quote the general. Yeah. So. Which is awesome. And yeah. You get this. Badass, cool. like wooden sword, yeah, which is freaking cool as hell. Yeah, I'm looking it was at so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's what when I was looking through the pictures to get the picture for for mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah, I saw the one where you're holding the smaller one and then the yeah. bigger one also. Like, yeah, was you know. Yeah, because they weren't sure whether they wanted to make it a travel trophy or if they wanted to do okay. it each year. Yeah. So I forget who made. Oh, was it 
Jason Armstrong. I want to say it was. Um, he makes a lot, he does a lot of woodworking, and I want to say he made it. They took a branch from the actual course of one of the oh, trees that fell, badass. and then he basically created this sword. He wood burned north versus south on it. Um, yeah, it's it was pretty cool. Yeah, I know yeah. they had it for a couple years. I know. I think I want it the first year they actually had the sword. Um, so that's the original, like the, the smaller, the smaller the one. one. Oh, the bigger one was the so original. The bigger one was the original with the handle on yeah. it, with the um, I don't know what that's called when it's on the handle that it wraps around. Wraps your hand. around, yeah. Uh, I just don't know what that's called. But then the smaller one was the year after, and then somebody from the south won it the year after that. And I know they had swords for all three of those. I think the year after that, somebody else won it. J Dot got a sword for them. And I just, I don't know the yeah. rest. But and it's, it's a, is it still going on? or Yeah, it's still okay. going on. Zach Anders runs it. Okay. Um, I think it's a little different layout than what it is or yeah. than well, what the it course was. Is, the courses have changed um, out there. Well, I think the format of it has changed too. Okay. So like J Dot, it was, it was a lot because there were times where, you know, it was 100, 120 people mm. showing up. And it's like, the scoring system was kind of crazy how they had it set up. So basically it would go off of your place. So if you were in first place, you would get one point, second place would get two points, okay. third place would get three points. And then you would have to figure out basically everybody together, put everybody's name, like whether they're north or south, count all of their points, what place they were in, and then figure out who the winner was. And then I think also like if you had, so if you had like the north had 60 and the south had 55, the bottom five north scores will get dropped. Exactly. Okay. So it just makes everything even. Yeah. So it's just basically just have more people, quote, fighting for your army in yeah. a way. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, if you have 75 to 50, yeah, the bottom 25 scores of the one team would get, you know, kind of dropped. Yeah. And then you would have, you know, a true 50 versus 50. Yeah, the cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Of, yeah. 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 Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was fun. Um, I remember because I was working at um, kind of like an investment firm at the time and I was learning like VBA macros. I told J. Dot, I was like, I'm going to code this. Like, I'm going to create an Excel macro to make this work. Mm -hmm. And I created a macro, and then I, I'm pretty sure we used it for, like, the next two, three years. Oh, nice. So, like, everybody would – I would type in everybody's name, what their first-round scores were, mm -hmm. click a button, it would organize everybody, and then type everybody's second scores, click a button, and it would tell you who the winner was, which yeah. is kind of cool. Well, you were, like, a, like a full-on general then. Yeah. Like you were actually helping the army. Yep. Like I was actually... Just, you yeah. weren't just there playing. Oh, no. I was definitely right. helping run it. Yeah. It was great. Which is awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's so many of those, like, little things. I'm, I'm glad it's still going on, you know? Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff that I feel like just kind of got lost. Like, uh, like, I never got to play it, but, uh, like, the Super Thriller. You know, I hear you know? I hear all these stories about the Super Thriller, Super and it was, thriller a US, was awesome. it was like a USCGC qualifier, right? I don't think so. It wasn't? I mm -hmm. thought it was, but... Um, but that I was, it was, it was like something big and just awesome out this way. That was, that was the one that Link ran, right? Yeah. It, it was, was all, based off of the USDG. Okay. Rules. So, okay. So that might've been, that might've been what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. But it was like roped off and like, oh yeah. Really freaking it was like awesome. Book Miller on steroids. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, I'd love to see that come back. Like, you yeah, know, bring I think it out they, to someone either there or like even to bring it out like my way. AGA, I think would be a great oh, yeah. one to rope the crap out of that place. Mm -hmm. It was just funny because Book Miller was such a pitch and putt course mm -hmm. that Link, the way he designed it was he pushed out so much and he put so much OB on it to make it seem like it was the USDGC, like Winthrop Gold, yeah. right? Because Winthrop, with what I've heard, I've never played it in the original layout, but I've heard that's like a pitch and putt course in a yeah. way. But for USDGC, 
it's on steroids. Yeah, they move, move the tea pads. It's totally different. Bit, yeah. So that's what he wanted to do with Bookmiller, mm. and he crushed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember. I think I took a big number. I don't know, like an eight or a ten. I think Moser was there. He took like a thirteen. Holy cow! Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's probably his only thirteen ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when he was an am, he'll probably. Yeah, yeah it that's... was. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but it was so cool because the USDGC at the time was stroking distance on. I think they just did it all OBs at that point in time. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe there was one, one or two that were like not, but he made it known that every OB was stroke and distance. Every Which single one. Which is just one. like absolutely brutal. Yeah. Bonkers. Like just, yeah. Throw like a 300, 350 foot shot. Oh, you're retaining. Sorry. Three. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of the guessing out. Like, oh, where did you go out? A lot of, yeah. you know, it just kind of it's makes it. A lot it, of provisionals. Yeah. A lot, <laughs> a yeah, lot. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of yeah. I, I think like, when Moser took his big number, it was like he threw a couple provisional whatever because the first one went out and just we kept provisionaling and then we walked down the fairway and we're like, oh well, one of those has to be in. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, doubt it. Every single one of them were out of bounds. <laughs> I was like, oh god. And then you got to walk back. Freaking walked all the way back up. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. I, like I I love uh, I love provisionals. Yeah. Oh man. It yeah. Saves I mean, so much uh, time. I played. I'm not gonna, you know, because it may be like kind of gray area rule wise, but I played yeah. uh, the the Blue Mountain. <laughs> I knew stuff you were gonna say that because I did the same thing. Yeah. Well, because I mean, you, know, you never quite lose know. It. It's like, know. yeah, it might get lost. You know, and there's many yeah, times that it would just like you throw in it's like, field. I'm gonna provisional. throw a provisional. Yeah. Everybody okay with it? Yep. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna name my card mates. So these same. Yeah. But but yeah, there were some holes. Yeah, and you get down there, and you're like, and there, and there's times when I didn't take a provisional, and like you search for you five or six minutes, and you finally find it, and you're like, wow, like. Yeah, this very easily could have been lost. Yeah, nobody started the clock. I win. Yeah, and I'm not about to walk back up one of those <laughs> oh, hills. No. You know, like screw oh, that. What shit. hole was that? It was like 12 or 13. That one was a monster downhill. I want to say it probably played like six, seven hundred feet downhill. It was like I wouldn't say it's a cattle shoot, but he had the woods on the right, woods on the left, and he just had to go dead nut straight. Mm-hmm. For, oh yeah, yeah, for forever. Yeah, it was like right after the like harder downhill. Yeah. And then it like went around the bend. And then when you went down the bend, it wasn't like a hard, hard downhill like mm-hmm. slope, but it was like, yeah. Like well, remember the dirt bike tracks? Yeah. Uh, remember, it's like that little par three they had to shoot up. Yeah, you had to remember? shoot up and it was like a little high. Yeah, it was like on the bank or something. Mm-hmm. It was a hole before that. Yeah. Where it was just freaking so far downhill. I remember walking down there. I was like, guys, I'm just going to keep walking. My disc went too far. Like, you guys could throw as long as you don't mind me walking. Yeah. I was like, well, I was looking probably for like two minutes before everybody else came down. Because they were just like, just look because we don't know if we're going to find it. Yeah, yeah. Eventually found it, but it was like, dude. <laughs> it's like, that went far. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love playing there for that, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most of the time I'm not a big fan of like uh, like like those types those of, courses of courses and everything. But I, like, I'll get out there for, you know uh, – like a lot of my my schmoes, the buddies from Warwick up there, they, mm. they, they come down and play. Oh, that's Healy right. Will come yeah. down. Healy always would come down and play, and yeah. you know Kenny and all cool. them. Yeah, so like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd always get in a group with them. Recently, I've been getting in groups with them. You know, yep. otherwise I don't really want to play. Yep. You know, that's yeah, just fun people you play with. Well, and that's know. the thing because you stay with the people all day. Yep. That was like a big thing, and exactly. that's what like you know, and I talked about it before with uh, a couple other podcasts about how last year was great because of that because you mm-hmm. pick your group. Yep. And then that's your group for like, you know, it was a lot of one round tournaments 
mm-hmm. and you get to pick who you're playing with. So it's like, yep. it's like, it's fun. It makes it enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. if I get to pick everybody, you know, cause it's like, you know, first round, a lot of times, like, you know, depending on the tournament director, they would hook it up. Mm-hmm. You know, Salt would always hook it up. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I know you guys are homies. Like you guys yep. can go out together. Mm-hmm. And then second round, it's a crap shoot. Yeah. So a lot of times my friends would go on and play on higher cards and I get mm-hmm. stuck down, you know, yeah. down on lower cards. That's what actually I saw was uh, on my, my memories on Facebook. I saw something that I wrote. It was, uh, I played so well first round that they put me with the, the grandmasters and the women the second round. You know, that would be, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's so what, well. Yeah, that's what ends up happening to me. I think that was my, my first, uh, my first open event. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Salt, he put me with the first round, he put me with like, I think Kron was still playing, Devin. Oh, yeah. Might have been Hank also. He put mm-hmm. me with those guys for my first round. He's like, oh, I'm going to give you, give you like a nice card. Yep. And then the second round, I played with like Sharky and I <laughs> who else I played with. I was on like the Grandmaster, it was yep. on the Grandmaster card. So it was uh, like, whoops. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, well, it was fun. It was a sla- <laughs> it was like a, a good slap in the face. I was like a nine twenty five open player. Yeah, know? but at, at that point, I just didn't want to play Am anymore. You know, yep. you, you get the heck away from a lot of those people. You know, oh, and yeah. all my they were all my friends too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so that's mm-hmm. who I play casual rounds with. Then we get to a tournament, and it's like we're not even in the same division, <laughs> let alone not on the same card. You know what yep. I mean? So, yeah. Well, no, it's been nice. Like recently, I've taken a little bit of a hiatus off of tournaments, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, you know, not caring too much about what the next tournament was. Yeah. I had a couple of people ask me, like, what's your next tournament? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not no registered idea. for anything? Well, I'm registered for a couple of things. Yeah. Like, I think next month, um, King of the Hill. Okay. I think that's like a four-rounder at Iron Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple just random ones. But the end of the season is going to ramp up. Yeah. Ledgestone in August, okay. which will be like the first big one of the year. Delaware, Stafford on the wait list for MVP and um, Green Mountain. Okay. So it's like, the end of the year is going to be crazy. Yeah. You get into LVO or you didn't come out for, you're not coming out for that? Um, It's the same weekend as Ledgestone. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so if I don't find a place for Ledgestone, then I'm just going to go for the LVO. Okay. It's the same weekend. Yeah. It yeah. kind of stinks that it's the same weekend because it's like, I do love the LVO, but then yeah. also Ledgestone something I've never played that I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in that weird little yeah. internal battle to figure well, that, out which yeah. one. Will I think it's trump. that and then, uh, well, LVO is all at AGA this year too. Oh, okay. So there's no Steel Club or oh, anything nice. like that. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so that, like, that kind of makes it a little bit more exciting, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, and that place plays well for you. Like I got to follow, oh, yeah. I got to follow you around last year when I was caddying for, uh, for Brinster. Yeah. I threw and some I of my see. best forehands that day. And I'm yeah. so glad that somebody had that on film. Oh yeah. Well, that was like hole eight. The new hole eight was awesome. Yeah. And that then, one uh, felt good. That was a good line. one with the, but it was a max you threw there. Yeah. And then, uh, hole 14. That's probably the best forehand I and had all last year. What, when, when you threw that, and I don't know if I told you this. I've told a couple of people. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you threw that, Simon was on your card, and he was like, that may have been the best forehand I've ever seen. It was. And it was awesome. Dead freaking straight. If, any, yeah. if anybody is listening to this that hasn't seen it, check out. I think it was on Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Check out Gatekeeper Media. Lost Valley and Open, I think, round two. Yeah, it was round two. It was round, yeah, round two. Yeah, because yeah. one and three were at Steel Club, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was probably like a 500 foot tunnel shot it was and it's a dead, dead stinking straight yeah you know I mean, hurricane like, yeah what it was and p and like and so like and simon got up there kind of to get a like a, one of the round or had gotten up there at some point throwing over the top yeah to try he to, tried to throw uh one of his simon lines yeah and you threw like 
I thought the intended a, line. An intended line. Well, <laughs> it's an intended upshot line. Yeah. And you and you, you know, put yourself, you know, at circle's edge inside almost past the basket. Past circle's the basket. Circle's edge. Yeah. Did you had a bush in my way. Did you make the two? No. No, it's a shame. I like over the putt, kicked the branch, went straight down. I was like, no. Easy three though, right? It was an easy three, it's but that, when so you're inside the circle. Yeah. <laughs> at that point I wasn't feeling comfortable with a spin putt. If okay. Simon was right there, like I, I knew it as soon as I walked up to it. I was like, it's a spin putt through this gap that's about two feet wide and it's in the basket for sure. And yeah, I'm like, if you I, hit the gap. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel comfortable with a spin putt. Mm-hmm. So I straddled out, tried to loft, like yeah. my normal loft freaking push putt and mm-hmm. hit one of the branches coming in. I was pretty I was pretty upset because yeah. I wanted to finish that off. But Oh, that would have just been huge. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That's like, that, that's such an awesome hole. And now, now I guess Steve changed up over there. Yeah, he's probably mad. I got past the basket. Yeah. Well, I think I don't no, think I don't think he's mad about that. I think he's more he mad needs, about like the Simon lines. Yeah. That type of thing. That's why he moved the basket yes. back into the woods more. Okay. So it's more of it plays more towards your type of shot. Mm-hmm. Like that straight. I don't even know if you'd have the proper wall. Off the When, when I think about forehands, mm-hmm. you know, and I like it's a totally foreign language, so I don't quite mm-hmm. know if the angle would be there for you, but you could probably make it happen. It might. Know? I mean, if they pushed it back, it would probably have to be straighter. Yeah, so it it's would be like harder. it was over to it's to the right now of where the pin wa- or where the tee box was and then like back in those woods. So it's like it's a pretty interesting. OK, interesting location now. My, my shot might have been good because they probably how far did they push it back? Not too far, like 80, 90 feet, maybe. Okay, yeah. So it's it's it probably a, it's a been better. it makes it more of a par four. Okay, than what it was. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I mean, feel those, like yeah. Okay. Like if you can get a forehand up to like the creek edge and kind of where like that gap is where that you that you hit, like mm-hmm. I think that that's probably a really good spot. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm going to be heisering out into that field every time, but, <laughs> but you know. or maybe just getting into the woods. Yeah, exactly. Well, I there. mean, even on that whole, like I, like I see people trying to get up there and get a chance at a two and I'm like, I'll take a three. Like, oh yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's a soft, it was a soft four. Mm-hmm. It was so to get really three. Was. So to get the three was, was, was okay by me. You know what I mean? So yeah, which is why I pushed the gap. I remember because the old hole, which used to be to the right, closer yeah. to the tee pad, that was uh I've gotten up there. I've never gotten the eagle on it. Yeah, I got the, I got the eagle there. on that. Actually, I threw a 70 mold in That's sick. on that one. So that was That's kind of so a cool, cool one. And then, like, like, it may have only been a week or so later that, you know, they changed it. You know? Yeah. And actually, I just was looking, you know, on my Facebook memory thing, mm-hmm. and it was like a year ago now that they started changing everything yeah. around. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I did a bunch of drone videos with Carmen. That's right. Yeah. Carmen was out there with Especially the, with like the new eight. Yeah, you guys did a yeah. Lot actually, that one just on that, that yeah. one was it's today, a year, a, 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 like a year ago today was that's when awesome. I posted that video. So it was like that's so cool. Yeah, like that hole was awesome. I like I love it. I like I think because it's a forehand hole. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I played doubles. I played the first doubles of the year at AGA, and I mm-hmm. played with. Uh, Josh Snyder, Corey's younger brother. Yeah, yep. And uh, he gave himself like a circle's edge putt. That's crazy. And then I let him take it. He made it. So it was like awesome nice. for him to get it. Mm, and there God. were there were two eagles on that, or two twos on that hole that round. That round. And it was uh, Josh awesome. and then Corey Snyder, the team that Corey Snyder was on. So mm-hmm. the, the, the two Snyder brothers got the, the two eagles. But so I think cool. Rick, I think Rick, Rick Sassman was on uh, Corey's card. Yeah, got and to I see him. I think he was the one that got, I think he's the one that hit it. Yeah. so cool yeah so that's like it's and it's such an awesome hole like it, it's oh, yeah. just 
for uh, especially for us out there, like we don't have Naki anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a good like, comp. We it's want, a good we want like we need woods. Yeah, like and there's some woods there, but there's like so few that you're like in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of loop there, that whole like five, six, seven, seven, you come out a little bit, but then you get back into eight, yeah. and it's like you're in that like nest of awesome wooded area, yep. and eight's just like fully, fully in wooded. It. Like yeah. that's just awesome, you know. And it's cool. It's cool over there, especially because like they have the equipment. Like I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think Dan Dan has some. The, the owner there, Dan Devery, he has like some sort of line on getting like heavy equipment. That's awesome. So he got like that that Bobcat for uh, for Carmen to, to operate out there like mm-hmm. that because Carmen's just a master with that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool to have a course that like will give you that stuff. Yeah, that's you know, a little so, bit of so everything. often. Oh, and it was amazing. Like we walked out there and we uh, bro wanted the hole to be in there and there's mm-hmm. like a like an old uh an old route that uh dan used to do uh haunted hay rides back there mm-hmm. years ago yeah you could see like electrical lines and stuff like that on a couple of the holes and stuff and uh there's still one of those paths through there so steve wanted it to kind of be on there and it would have been like a little hyzer shot mm-hmm. well i said little it probably would have been like a 400 plus foot shot little and <laughs> mike was doing hole 14 and mm-hmm. doing all that, like expanding that area, yeah. And we walked over there and looked at it, and we walked down Whoa. the wood. We walked down the woods, and he was like, "I kind of see a line here," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I kind of see it." And he was like, mm-hmm. "Well, you know what? I'm gonna bring the I'm gonna bring that out here and see uh, see what I can do about moving some stuff around." Mm-hmm. And like like a couple hours later, he had the awesome. whole entire hole cleared. That's awesome. With like that little mini yeah. skid steer excavator thing, like that, just like just destroys like mm-hmm. it's so awesome to see it you yeah know? like because i mean i, I would love to have something like that at naki oh, or man. i mean any course but it would yeah. like would have been great you know having yeah. the proper equipment is always nice oh, uh, yeah. like i remember we uh we went by and helped out with the fishbowl mm-hmm. the one year when uh when me and my buddy Artie were doing a lot of mowing over at naki and like i had the equipment Yep. And they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're having a bunch of weed whackers. People are bringing push mowers. People yeah. are, and like, they're bringing the big, and gun, we, we, big guns. We, yeah, we roll up with some like commercial <laughs> mowers and we like blasted everything out. Yep. And it's they're done. like, cool. Thank you. Like, that's awesome. And like, we were like, we were only there for like an hour. Yeah. Everybody stayed a little longer. Like, I, like we only had like a little bit of time that we could, we could kill there. And like, mm-hmm. we got so much done with like a big machine. Mm-hmm. compared to just a push mower and a weed yep. whacker, you know, which is pretty cool. Like there were people out That's there with awesome. like, we had like big backpack blowers. We gave it people, yep. they were out there with rakes, raking stuff. And I'm like, here, try this thing on. Yeah. And then, you know, but it's like the, the proper tool makes the job that much easier. You Definitely. Know? So, for sure. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of cool. It's cool. Like That's a cool awesome. AGA for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I tell people to check out my Facebook and my videos, but I won't, I won't accept you as a friend. So <laughs> unless you, unless you're already my yeah. friend, you know, unless you I, make the cut. Yeah. That's what the, yeah, we you have to be properly vetted. Yeah. That's what we, we were talking about during the break, the, the cut the, the 420 friend cut, yep. you know, so <laughs> I'm a little shy right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, try to get, get in your now. Friend request in now. Yeah. I got like 12, I got 12 openings probably, you know, I may, I may <laughs> let, I may let you in, you know, maybe. Yeah. I still don't, you know what I mean? I keep getting like Brandon <laughs> Frederick. I got a friend request from Jeff Golden. And you're like, oh, yeah, I think it's a fake account. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It looked fake. Yeah, but I know, like, John Hall had something happen with his account, mm-hmm. and then he opened a new account. Yeah. So, like, I didn't want to accept. I don't even know if I did accept his new account, you know, yeah. but, you know, who knows with this with this Facebook and yeah. social media. I know crap. I didn't accept yeah. Goldens. It was just, I don't know, just yeah. seems fishy. It seems fishy, but. He'll yeah. reach out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Jeff, if you're listening, you know, and it's your real account, <laughs> message me or Dylan personally. Yeah. And, and we'll accept you. Yeah. Sorry. You know, 
which we have, <laughs> which, which is cool. Which I, he's he's like a good. Uh, I was talking about like character arcs, yep. you know, with like my friend Andrew out in Oregon, uh, mm-hmm. like on this big redemption arc. But like he's kind of like Jeff Golden has kind of come full circle, which is pretty yep. cool. You know what I mean? I remember going to uh, a Tyler A holes tournament. Mm-hmm. And it was a doubles thing, and it was uh, the first day of daylight savings. Yeah. Or I guess not daylight savings, spring. Well, I don't know if that's still spring in ahead or whatever. So we got yeah. that extra hour of light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he just, we like, we, we were prizing out in the dark. Jeez. And I was like, this guy freaking sucks. Yeah. I'm never playing another <laughs> tournament at Tyler or for Jeff, with Jeff Golden TDing or any of yeah. that stuff. And then, and then, and now, and now he's running good tournaments. Like, you know, yeah. kind of just, he, he evolved into a, you know, yeah. a good tournament director. And then like, you know, you learn, you you get to meet him then and you get to learn, you know, yeah. he's, a, he's a chill dude. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I mean, sometimes like, you know, things just don't fall in line. Yeah, exactly. I know we like helping out the North versus South. There were a couple of times where it was like, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't leave there until it was dark. Yeah. We didn't even know an answer until it was dark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, sorry, everybody, but we're trying to figure this out. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It might have deterred a couple people, but hopefully, you know, yeah. the other people just really didn't care. Yeah. Well, I know there were but, people like uh, Peaky Ori and Ari Eisner were there, and they had yeah. to leave. Yeah. They had like a fantasy baseball draft that was exactly. at like 8 o'clock at night. And they're like, we got to go. We so got to go. We can't. Yeah. I think it was Pete's. I think Pete had to do it. Ari was just along for the ride type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Yeah, and that's I think they came in second or they may have even won their division at the time. Because Pete, I mean Pete was I don't yeah. know if you know Pete too well, but like he was like Not a top well. am, top amateur, uh, advanced am for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he was throwing pro level shots. Yep, like he was one of the first baggers I knew. You know. That I could actually call a bagger, yep. not just call everybody a bagger. Yeah, LVDC baggers. Yeah, but I think a big thing for him was uh, for Jeff is just like just learning and evolving with the sport, and yep. you know, and that's and that's what it's all about—just growth and like. Mm-hmm you know, knowing to pr- properly prepare. And I think uh, being friends with Salt kind of oh, helps. Sure. definitely helps out a lot because he runs a great tournament, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and my, you know, and just being, you know, being prepared. Like, it's like mm-hmm. much like a round of golf. Like, exactly. if you come in proper, you eat your breakfast, yep. you have all your granola bars, you have your cliff bars or whatever, and you have yep. everything ready for the round. You have water. Mm-hmm. And so it's like less you got to think about. Yep. You have everything situated. You know, mm-hmm. you get you get help. You know, your girlfriend helps you out with something. You know, yep. you wake up in the morning and there's your clothes laid out for you. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? it's like cool. Yeah, like all those little things just add up. That you know, it makes the event that much better. Yeah. You know? So you know, proper yeah. preparation. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say proper preparation because two of the stories, two of probably my better rounds, I had zero preparation. Mm. I literally showed up with like nothing yeah like absolutely nothing like late i remember was it my first the day that i turned pro was the hoodoo okay it was a hoodoo three all right i think and first time playing naki that was your first the hoodoo was your first first time i played naki ever yeah it's like sign up for this tournament i was in college went a little too hard night before Mm -hmm. um what was it? I think I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning, like throwing up. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a pretty sight. <laughs> I think I did laundry and like put my sheets in the wash at like two in the morning. Sat in the shower for I don't know, probably felt like hours. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. It was it was not one of my proudest moments ever. Yeah, <laughs> learning experience. Exactly. <laughs> but started driving up to Naki. 
you know, old school GPSs. Like that's when smartphones were like just getting in. Yeah, you're almost using MapQuest with like yeah. the, with the printout. Well, I was using like you know one of those like TomTom. Like TomTom. Tom. Like Tom Tom. Yeah, using yeah. like a TomTom. Tom. Nice. Actually, no, I think I was using my phone, but the my cell service just cut out. Yeah. As soon as I got up there, and it was like I don't know where you are, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just gonna start driving home then. And then I have a whim. I saw something that said north, and I started driving north, and all of a sudden it clicked again. Yeah. I'm freaking speeding down the highway. All of a sudden, I call Salt. I'm like, Salt, I'm on my way. I think I'm here, but I don't know. He's like, you're actually across the street. Because remember, like, I guess it was, the course was on one side with the marina, Mm -hmm. and then there was a park on the opposite side. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where I'm at, Mike. He's like, it's across the street. Go in, turn left, pull in the parking lot. We'll be waiting for you. Yeah. Freaking rip into the parking lot, grab my bag, start sprinting. I'm like, Mike, where do I start? He's like, go down this hole. You're on the oh, next yeah, hole. Yeah, I was going to say. like, Freaking just sprinting. <laughs> I remember hearing stories from everybody else. They're like, yeah, they called two minutes and we waited five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sorry, everybody. Like, thank, thank you for waiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. I remember walking up the hole to it, Naki, and I was like, I think Jay Klein was there. He was one of the guys. Nice. It's like they yelled start and like the first guy went and I'm like sitting here huffing and puffing. I'm like, when do I go? He's like, well, you're up. I'm like, all right, grab a disc and start walking up to the tee pad. He's like, dude, chill. Yeah. yeah you're like, up, but like, we're going to like, give you. All right. Give me like 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, not, well, Naki's also one of those places that like each hole for everybody else takes 10, 12. Oh minutes, yeah. Like a, like a lease. Like it yeah. takes a while. So like, you're not in any rush to get yeah, going. Back then I think it was. What was it? Hole one was by the bathrooms. It was at par five. Okay. That was the fairway I had to run down after they yelled two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you had like more than enough time. Yeah. And I shot, like, two of my best rounds I did at Aki. I think I went 62-63 to win. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't get, like, whatever in discs, so I guess I'm turning pro today. Yeah. But it was like, going back to the preparation, it was like, you're just letting your body take over. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess there was preparation as far as, you know, you had everything you needed and the mechanics and kind of like the play was just second nature. You weren't mm-hmm. thinking too much about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, your, you pre- your preparation, your everything. preparation was going into a field when you were 13, 14 years old. Exactly. Or even like a like, couple, the couple days before going out in a field mm-hmm. or going to a little course to practice yeah. putting, whatever it was like, that was the preparation. Mm-hmm. But then showing up basically, eliminating every thought from your mind about all the bad things or good things that were in your game and just going out and just, well, the bad thing was showing up late exactly, and getting almost (laughs) getting lost, almost turning around. That was like all your stress and everything, all your bad stuff that can happen, happen before the round. And then you play the round and it's like, okay, this is pretty stinking sweet. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That was the, the tournament I turned pro. Cause I remember. And you won. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I won it by, I don't know, two strokes maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's like the best rounds I've played at Knox. Well, those were good rounds, especially back then. Oh, like, yeah, it was crazy. I think Devin may have shot a sixty back then, close yeah, to that wanna, time. But like, I want to say something. One person maybe have shot in the fifties. Maybe even at I feel that like point, it's a cron. At that, that's that point, a cron thing at that do. point, I don't think. I, yeah, it was a while. <laughs> like, De- I remember Devin shooting a sixty, and like coming back with his stupid, you know, I don't know <laughs> oh, it wasn't that special, good. Nothing, you know, I missed a couple putts, you know, type <laughs> of thing. And that was like a big deal. Like yeah. someone shot sixty. Like holy yeah. moly, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and that's such a tough course. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Like I, I remember like my best. I shot a sixty three in a tournament there one time, mm-hmm. and I remember that. That's like, like, it was like well, I fire. shot a. That's so good. I shot like a seventy six the first round, mm-hmm. 
And wow, 13 strokes. Oh, I wanted to quit. Like, I got done the round. I'm like, I don't want to play anymore. Play like, I'm yeah. like not enjoying it. The year before, I shot decent. I came in, like, fifth place. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I played really well. Yeah, it's like, like, I got this. Yeah, and it was, like, one of the places where, like, a lot of better pros mm-hmm. would be, like, humbled. Yeah. But it was home for me. So it was, like, I was, like, like a good advanced damn player being yeah. able to play open there and play against people. You know, I, yeah. I would, I would for say sure. often that like, that was one of the places I could show, I could shoot a third, uh, a thousand rate around. Oh yeah. And people were like, that's a hard, I'm like, no, but it's, it's like, like, it's, you know, if you know the course, you if know you know the you course, yeah, exactly. And you learn like, Oh, it's a par four. I can mess up one shot. Exactly. And I can still par, I can still burn. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn how to throw thumbers. You learn how exactly. to throw a lot of those like interesting get out of jail shots, you know, mm-hmm. that a lot of people would try to like throw a regular backhand. Yeah. And it's like, you can't throw a backhand out of here. You can't throw a exactly. forehand. You got to throw overhand or pitch out. Yep. You know, but I, yeah, I remember that. And I went to lunch with uh, Carmen mm-hmm. and Carmen basically, you know, called me a bunch of names. I'm not going to say here, you know <laughs> what I mean? And just told me to go back out there and play. And mm-hmm. I played with uh, two guys from, uh, from, from Pittsburgh area. Mm-hmm. They're both. They both traveled together and ended up on the same card, the second round. And they were like, "Oh, you're local here." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." They're like, "Oh, well, it's a shame you didn't shoot well." And it's like, "I usually do. I'm Man. usually like 66, 67." I'm like, "Yeah, I actually came in fifth place in this tournament last year, and we were on like close to the last card." Yeah, and I just like got destroyed. him. I I I got, I got rid of all my understable plastic. Yeah, like I got in my car. I was like, "Screw this! Yep. I'm not throwing this. I'm not throwing this." And I just went and threw as hard as I could. Yeah, and just. Just let everything go, and that's where the lines. But like the like, that's where like you were saying the preparation. The preparation was me playing the course five times a week. Yep. You know, and then just Mm -hmm. and luckily there was a tournament there that I can you know do that too. You know, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it felt awesome to shoot that, and I think I think somebody that may have been like one of the first sub somebody else shooting under sixty. Because mm-hmm. someone else shot like unbelievable around Devin. It was probably Devin. Yeah. You know, which is just probably. stupid. Yeah. I mean, he, well, he had the course record there, really. 55, I think, was the course record yeah. at the end of it, you know. That's crazy. Which is unreal. Like, Schwebe came and shot a couple 58s. Yeah. And then I can uh, see it. Johnny K, he shot a 58. And he mm-hmm. won the last hoodoo, actually. I was on his card. That's awesome. So that was cool. He was the champion, and I won the advanced AM that year. So it was always on my, it was my birthday weekend. Yeah. So it's like, dude, I'm playing two, I'm playing two tournaments here. You know, exactly. I, mean, I might as well, you know, doing both double yeah. dip. Yeah. And, and I, and my, my plan was to, if I won or whatever place I came and give my prizes away mm-hmm. and I was going to give it to like second place, be like, dude, yeah. you played awesome. Yeah. Here and you it go. Was, I don't need it. It was someone, I'm not going to say his name, but he was a, you know, like a prolific bagger. Yeah. And he like gave me a lot of attitude after that. And you're afterward. like, nope, fine. I'm like, screw you, dude. Like, yeah, I'm it's not mine giving, now. Yeah, because I gave him shit about being a bagger. Yeah. And a lot of times when we would give that, like, I gave him that at uh, Twin Grove. He mm-hmm. played, he tied, like, he would have come in, like, third in open. That's what's crazy, yeah. And shot, like, 10 under, like, 10 better strokes than, like, the next advanced damn guy at Twin Grove. And I was like, dude, you're, like, basically yeah. saying, like, when I would tell someone they're a bagger, whenever time, I, like, saying, like, you're better than yep. your division. Exactly. Like, and, like, you should be playing like mm-hmm. a higher division. And that's yeah. why I told him, I'm like, dude, you should be playing in open. Like, why are you playing? Exactly. And then we ended up playing second round together. He shot like a 70 the Something. first round and I shot a 72 the first round. Mm-hmm. And we ended up playing together and uh, dude, like he was throwing a compass, like 300, 300 plus feet. Yeah. Dead freaking straight. All the, yeah. like the whole round, just like, 
and like uh bro caddied for me carmen was walking with like a whole like mm-hmm. I, had a, I had an entourage with me yeah <laughs> and they were like they kept looking at me like dude this guy like he plays good like why like, why isn't he open? why are yeah why are you not playing open and he told me later that he wanted to play am worlds yeah and he wanted to be on the stage like he's like i want to be in in the talks like mm-hmm. I want to be in contention of winning a big tournament like that. So yep. I like, I respect that. I'm like, it's understandable. Yep. But then after the tournament, he came up to me and was like, dude, you can't tell someone they're, uh, they're a bagger two weeks prior and then come out and bag a tournament. And I'm like, oh. Like, well, it's like, I'm not as good as you are, bud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like a nine, like, 970 plus rated yeah, golfer like, at the time good. and was winning everything. It was like, yeah. the, like during the Paul Brown era mm-hmm. and like Paul Brown was doing the same thing. He was just yep. like crushing everybody, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I ended up beating him and like, he just kind of gave an attitude and kind of mm-hmm. said like, you know, if you would have said that to a weaker player, mm-hmm. they would have quit, but I'm not, you know, that's not me. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, whatever, like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, like, screw you, but buddy, you know, and then yeah. basically, and then like, I forget how much, how much money I won in, you know, in Mike Sol- and Sol- Mike Sultan. I think I bought a bunch of, st- a couple pairs of socks yeah. and just gave just Sultan the rest. Stuff. I didn't want, I didn't, you know, he yeah. may have, he may have registered me for the next tournament for free or something yeah, like that. Something. That's where I felt bad playing any sort of AM tournament. Yeah. Especially I feel like I just registered last night for the AM classic at French Creek mm-hmm. because everything's tiered. All yeah. these entries. I'm not, I'm nine thirty one rated golfer. Yeah. According I mean, to the PDG, according so, to the PDGA. Yeah. So I just want to get in a tournament and play. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yeah. I'm not sure if I got into Warwick or not. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of these tournaments fill so fast. So it's like, I kind of have to just be like, get on it. I got to play and tournaments to get my rating. I'm, I'm looking to get yeah. my rating back up, you know? Yeah. So, cause I know I'm a better golfer than that. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just a matter of like the amount of time you put into it too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're out there playing every other day, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, maybe you should be playing open. It's like, yeah. sure. It's like, you just don't have those rated tournaments in mm-hmm. and sure. It's okay to have those rated tournaments every once in a while. Yeah. But I know a couple of players that I used to talk to. And I mean, I even tried to do it to myself. Cause I remember the one time I actually won like the Delaware amateur championships or something. Okay. Um, I actually won it with, I think it was Sarah Sinclair. She's in, I think North Carolina now. Okay. Um, I remember shooting a, what I felt was a really bad first round, but I was still like on the lead card. Yeah. I was like, Hmm. And the second round, like all of a sudden just flipped a switch. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, it was just off to the races. I think by the end of it, I was up by like 10 or something. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. And then by the end of that tournament, it was like, yeah, I played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just learned that, you know, you don't necessarily need to play with the amateurs. Like if you want to go into the highest stage, play with the open. Yeah. Play your local seats here. Mm-hmm. Like you should play your local seats here because the thing is there are people that are like if you're playing in Am Worlds, for example. Like I was there. Mm-hmm. Played two Am Worlds trying to win Am Worlds. Didn't win either one. Got mm-hmm. sixth actually both years, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But I was playing open tournaments, like locally. Yeah, just playing and just not ones. and not taking prizes or anything. Yeah, like that. I was yeah. just taking prizes. I wasn't taking cash. That was before the rule where it was, um, you know, like the cash can't be converted to something Plastic. else. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. before that. Um, but I mean, playing with better people, you become better. Mm-hmm. So that prepared me for playing Am Worlds. Yeah, like playing with the best people in the area, being in contention cashing in these tournaments mm-hmm. with open players like the people that i used to look up to you know like the bohos the links the mosers the fish like mm-hmm. all of those people like just getting into it mm-hmm. it's like 
playing with those guys on a consistent basis just prepares you for anything. Yeah. And like you play with better golfers, you become better. You understand that, you know, if I play in this am tournament and I miss five putts, but I'm still leading the tournament, like I'm not, I I think I shouldn't be here. And I Mm -hmm. threw, you know, I took two bogeys that were really stupid. I hit first available and I'm still like in second by like three strokes Mm -hmm. or like, you know, one stroke, like I play terrible golf, but I'm still in the top tier of this division. Yeah. But if you backtrack your score and you're like, well, if I actually would have played perfect, I'd be leading open. Okay. Maybe I should play open to try to force myself to be more consistent. Mm. Like, Oh, well I'm going to play am cause I'm not consistent. Well, what do you need to do to become more consistent? Yeah. Go be, out and be pushed, field. be pressured. To, yeah, yeah. Be pressured to execute. Mm-hmm. execute in the clutch yeah. like a book i've been reading was uh your 15th club which i in golf you know you're only allowed to have 14 mm-hmm. so the 15th club is your mental game okay and one of the big things they talk about is the mental side of golf like it's just normal golf but it's totally relatable to disc golf oh yeah, it's that, yeah being comfortable in any type of situation which is funny when everybody talks about like calvin and how he's you know, emotionless through everything. He completely understands that. Mm -hmm. He understands the mental side of the game. Like every shot is just as important as the shot before. Yeah. I'm not going to get bothered by this, but okay. Does he get a little mad when he misses the last putt of the tournament? I'm sure. Sure. Because it was like, you just want to finish strong, but he's not going to get mad about that bogey. He took on the third hole. It's like, Mm -hmm. All right, well, that's Yeah, he may sucks. get mad about it on the third hole, but yeah. by the fourth hole, you he's, walk he's up done. and you're like, execution, done. Yeah, the hole is done, yeah. It's Perform almost, almost well. like a men- almost like a match play mentality. Exactly. Like every the hole, hole every done. shot. Well, you, you, can't, you can't change the past. You can't change exactly. what happens, you know, so, yeah. 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 I mean, like, it, for all amateurs that are out there, like, if you finish a tournament in, like, a top tier, but you realize that if I would have played – you're like you would have played your best golf if not best but like pretty close to best and you would have won open or got second place like i think it's time to move up Mm -hmm. because you sitting in the am level i understand a lot of people think they want to get their wins they want to get the dopamine hit essentially well well, i think that's and and on on that note like Learning how to win, I think, is an important thing. Yeah. Like, I never learned how to win. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily getting wins, but learning how to do it. So, yeah. like, when I get to a point um, where, like, I'm in a battle with somebody mm-hmm. for the win, yeah, I usually crumble mm-hmm. because I didn't. I never learned how to do that, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, oftentimes, like, my only PDJ win, I thought, was a tie. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, a different type of mentality. Yeah. Like, we were kind of going in the last hole, like, okay, we're tied. And mm-hmm. it was, we ended up on, we were on hole one at Twin Grove. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. So you just throw a simple drive, a simple yep. upshot, and you get your three. And that's what I was playing against Andy. Exactly. And he did yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I know if if I would have realized, like, I was up by one, we thought we thought it was tied. Yeah. And I was actually, I would have, I would have crumbled. Yeah. Like just that little bit, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? So that mental preparation, like along with yeah. getting the wins, like mm-hmm. you want to get those wins, you want to rack up those wins in a way, but yep. not necessarily for the padding of the stats, yeah. but to like kind of just know how to win. Yeah, to know how to win. Yeah, but no, like I you said, that. like a lot of AMs just want to get those wins. Yeah, and, just... and they feel like the wins will help them get better. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that you know, it's, it's just kind of stunting your growth in a way. That's yeah. how I feel. So. Yeah. 
my first pro win was not actually the hoodoo one, but it was actually one before that because I was still an AM signed up for AM Worlds. Oh, and you didn't, and you didn't, yeah, uh, you didn't take any of the prizes. I, I took the prizes. Or you didn't take any, you didn't take I the didn't money. I didn't take yeah. the cash, yeah, but it was at Quake, actually. And I remember okay. shooting the best nine of my life, mm-hmm. best nine holes I've ever shot. I think on the back, I shot a 28 or 29. Oh, damn. And I think par was like 32, 33, maybe even higher than that. Yeah. It was the best nine I've ever shot. I eagled one of the holes. I birdied a bunch. Like, I didn't make a single mistake. Mm-hmm. And that was before, like, you know, U-Disc was a big thing. So, I was on second card. I had no idea what the leader shot. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I'm just going out pissing playing around, playing my game. And next thing you know, I walk into the clubhouse and, yeah, I won the tournament. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it comes down to that. It's like you're playing the course. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily playing against the other person or worrying about, like, what the other person thinks or, like, okay, I need to lay this up and I'm going to win. Yeah. It's like, no. it's You know, there's now there's a point in time where you could be like, I could look at disc. Like, if I'm winning A tier or a national yeah, tour or something. Pop it, up, pop it like, up real quick. I remember qualifying for USDGC and Monday qualifying, the last group. I'm never going to forget it. It was Chris Finn and um, uh, Steve Ancy. We were mm. last round, the last group to tee off. And I think we were on hole like nine or 10, the new nine. That was what? That was like three or four years ago, right? Yeah. 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 It was like three or four. Yeah. Probably like four years ago at this point. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause I remember, cause that was when I was working at the disc shop and everything. Yeah. And that's when you, like you were on, you were on dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was when you were in the, I remember when yep. uh, they did the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause we, we helped film Did you that. throw the hat or no, he, someone threw he something threw the hat to, to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey Dylan, he catch threw it. something to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cameo did, did he actually throw it to you? He did. Okay. I, I was like sure. walking Cause you were off the, cause you were off camera. I thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, it was, um, I think it was like whole nine or 10 or something. I was getting ready to putt and all of a sudden I see a roller coming up behind us. And it was, you know, a bunch of the open players were like practicing because we were the last group. They were yeah. like, we want to get out practice. I didn't think too much of it and missed my putt or whatever for birdie walked on to the next one. Evidently Steve waited back and was like, you guys need to calm down. This guy's trying to get into the tournament. I understand like what you guys are doing is practicing. Mm-hmm. Let this guy do his thing, earn his spot. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me that till after the round. So, like, he kind of kept that to himself. Next thing you know, it was just like, you know, par, par, birdie here, birdie there, par. But, like, talking about, like, in the moment, you have to know what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hole 17 is one of the most, like, intimidating holes of disc golf. Yeah. The hay bales, the island, like, well, stroke that, and distance. The, well, that like, and hearing, hearing stories of 13s and 14s or people not terrible. being able to finish the tournament because they throw their whole bag and, oh my God, yeah. and can't get in. Yeah, yeah, and they can't get in the island. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're taking a 20. Or, or yeah, like or, 13, well, if, or if you whatever. throw all your discs, like you can't, that's a, you can't finish. Yeah, I do have a funny story about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember talking to, I think, Chris. And I was like, do I need to birdie this hole? He's like, a birdie would help. Because at that point, I had no idea what the scores were. I yeah. didn't know what I needed to do. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know what my score was at the time, and I didn't know what the top five scores were in mm-hmm. the clubhouse. Threw it onto the island, went up to my putt. It was like 40-footer, flubbed it short, and I was like pissed. I thought that was the putt yeah. that got me. And I walked up to the next hole, and I was like, do I need to birdie this? And he's like, yes. All right. And that was when... Hole 18 was in the shorter position, not around the corner. Okay. So they played it just on top. Smashed a forehand up there, probably got it within 20 feet. And I walked up to the putt, and I actually let it short. Hit the basket, went straight down, stopped. Didn't roll. Yeah. 
I was which, pissed. Which is always scary on that. Yeah. With the oh, yeah. Group. I was like, if I would have known the situation, I wouldn't have ran that. Yeah, yeah. But the thing was, I thought I had to birdie it to get on. Like, yeah. To make and it. like, and Chris was just kind of like trying yeah, to, like trying he was to trying to motivate me. you and push you to do yeah, it. Yeah. I thought I had to make it to be secured. Mm-hmm. And I thought me missing it forced me into a playoff to play for the last spot. Turns out, hit the basket, drop down, put in my three. I was the second spot or oh, the nice. third spot. So I was like, I was in it. Yeah. I was like, why didn't you just tell me that, bud? Yeah, I would have I laid up. <laughs> like, know? it would have been so, yeah. like, much less stressful. And yeah, it's nice. It's nice on hole 17 to have that motivation. But yeah. on 18, it's like, are you, you're in. This is terrifying. Like, this would have rolled away and went out of bounds. I would have not made it. Well, and you would have been, you kind of would have been pissed. Oh, at, yeah. Like, Chris, you would have been like, dude, like, I could have just laid it up. I would have freaking laid up. Yeah. <laughs> but like not knowing where you are, as, now it's totally different because U Disc is Boy, like. Boy, everything is on U Disc. Yeah. You can see that, you know, walking up to 17, oh, shoot, I got to go par par. And then mm-hmm. it just adds the stress of par par. Yeah. Instead of just somebody saying yes or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Done. I have one thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the U Disc. I'm a fan of the U Disc, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. I don't take my phone with me on the course a lot of times yeah. when I play. So it's like, I never get to see mm-hmm. any of that type of stuff. Or when someone yeah. says, Oh, do you want to know where you're at? Like, no, I'm at the course. That's where yeah. I'm at. Like I like, I'm, when you're playing well, you yeah, never I'd rather not, know. I'd rather not. Yeah, exactly. Even when I play. And then when you play bad, like, you know, it happened. I play bad probably a lot more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe our level of bad is a little bit different, but <laughs> I play, I play bad. Like, and I don't want to know then either. Yeah. You know, so no, definitely. But yeah, it's definitely very it's a, it's a different world as far as knowing what's going on. You know, it used to just be bigger events would have the live scoring. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think I remember like uh, PDG there was, yeah, there was some local event that that Salt ended up doing live scoring a couple of years ago, and it was like the coolest thing ever. Oh yeah, everybody's like, oh man, how's this person? And doing? now yeah, you know, and now it's like I mean, I played the, I played the women's global. I, I didn't play. I caddied at the women's. Cl- <laughs> I played yeah. <laughs> I uh, I caddied at the women's global event, and yeah. like someone had a PDG. I think they had a PDJ live score. They had a UDIS score, and they did a paper score. And it was Jeez. like, so you can like, so if you're watching just PDJ live, you could mm-hmm. see it. If you're on UDIS, you could see it. And it's like, it's pretty crazy to think like, yeah, but even like local events, like mm-hmm. we were talking about like Shady, like Shady does the point series thing up there yeah, and everything's on UDISC. Mm-hmm. Like I played one last year, you know, that, that, and like that's a much of a no preparation type of thing, but mm-hmm. it was like, everything was on UDISC and mm-hmm. I ended up playing with Cutler the second round and he was like perturbed that i didn't have you disc like yeah. he's like oh you, you're not going to keep I'm like no i don't plus i don't, I don't have i don't have a lot of data like you know what yeah I mean? like, like no dude you know, like, yeah exactly paper scorecard yeah. i have yeah. one right here that was uh <laughs> that was like i've had a couple not not being prepared up there events but i went up there and ended up partying really hard the night before mm-hmm. didn't sleep yeah just partied all night because i don't get to, I, at that point i hadn't it's seen it i hadn't seen anybody yeah. up there in a while exactly. you know and, taken uh, in a moment Woke up the next, or didn't wake up the next morning, showed up at the course the next morning. Like, I think I drank like two or three cups of coffee, mm-hmm. was like, just like wired on the, on that part. And then walked yeah. up and see the scoreboard and I'm on hole one mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, who am I playing with? I'm playing with Steve. Yeah. DK, D- Dustin was in, in town mm-hmm. and Casey White was there. So I'm playing on oh, that man. card and I looked to see, I'm like, cool. You guys just wanted someone to beat up on. 
thanks. Yeah. Thanks. You know what I mean? And like, and I ended up, I, I only lost to Steve on the, on the round. I ended up beating Dustin and, and Casey. Nice. And then he even said like, no, I picked you because I wanted to have a fun round with somebody. Yeah. You know, and then I fell apart the second round. You yeah. Know what I mean, but it was just like, that's funny, not being though. prepared. Yeah. I, that happened to me at Warwick for the championships. I partied the night before mm-hmm. everybody stays up at uh, Ryan would stay up at Ryan Kenny's house. Yeah. And he has a keg on tap. <sighs> if not two, usually, Dangerous. usually one's a stout one's and he had a uh, wrench. Industrial oh, arts, and that's mm. just like it's it's crushable. Like yep. you just, they go down so good, so especially good. on the keg. Mm-hmm. And we're just like I'm behind the bar slinging slinging beers. Medora was there, hang yep. like all these people were there, and I'm just slinging beers. I think I probably had like you know a, a dozen or more beers at least, yep. and didn't fall awesome. didn't fall asleep until five in the morning. Yep, slept for an hour <laughs> and a half, two hours. <laughs> and like Ryan's waking me up as they're yelling two minutes. I'm sleeping in his car. Like, yep. dude, you got to go to hole five. I threw up twice on my way there, <laughs> and it ended up shooting like for me. It was like, I, I shot like nine like nine seventy five mm-hmm. and, and thousand rated rounds. You know, unprepared. Yeah, and like you know, there's certain times that that works, and certain times it doesn't. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Yep. You know. It's got to be in the right space. Like the best route I ever shot, I was in that space, mm-hmm. and it was just something clicked. Yeah. I don't know. And well, was, I mean, or, the or strangest thing. In the a world. lot of times, it takes the mind out of it. Yeah, and you just let the body take over. Yeah, and you just throw. You know, like mm-hmm. I was saying with the with the knocky thing, where just grab an overstable disc. You know, and then you don't have to think about it. It's going to go left. Yep. I only throw backhands. It's going to go left. Mm-hmm. So throw it hard so exactly. it doesn't go left for a while. Yep. You know, and it just takes that little bit. Or like I, I, I think about like one and dones. Mm-hmm. Like when it's just one disc, it's so awesome. Easy. I don't have to think about like, mm-hmm. oh, do I throw a firebird? Should I throw an eagle? Should I throw a destroy? Like it's like there's Well, so now much. it's just like, how am I going to throw this disc to get there? Yeah. And you right. make it happen. You know, you Done. find a neutral mid range disc basically that works as a putter and a driver. Yep. And you go out there and you just and make you crush it. it. Yeah. And you let the creativity, a lot of times the creativity yes. comes out of you that time, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what, that's my favorite part of the game is being yeah. creative and throwing fun shots. And mm-hmm. I often say, uh, and I, I told uh, Tony this when I was down in, uh, uh, at Paul Paul, I was yeah. playing with Tony and Jack and yep. I was like, and they, they saw a couple shots. I threw like a couple hook thumb rollers and yep. they were just like, man, it's got some Z's on it. I've never seen something like that. And I'm like, that's what I want. Yep. I want to play around and throw a shot that People someone like, has Whoa. never seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's tough when you play against guys like that. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're you know, like t- Tony's a little older and Jack's a lot older. Like, mm-hmm. they've seen a lot of golf, a oh, yeah. lot of really, really good golf. Mm-hmm. So I think it's almost playing with someone that isn't that well-polished kind of oh, probably yeah. helps, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I like other people just wouldn't throw that shot. You, oh, yeah. You'd throw for a sure. forehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, I don't have certain, like, shots in my bag. So mm-hmm. when you throw those, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun, you know? So, yeah. And that's what I live for. I live for that reaction. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I do too. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, and yeah. And I mean, in your reaction, it, a lot of times you're, the reaction people give on yours is like, holy crap. Like, yeah. That's two shots for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, there's many times I've seen you throw and I've been like, great. Cool. Yeah. I, like, I can't do that. I can't stink and do jerk that. You know? yeah. Jerk. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's what I say. You know, it's freaking, we're like our big thing is we call people scumbags. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're freaking scumbag. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, and, that that, and that's a compliment. Scumbag. And it's, it's a compliment. You <laughs> know is. what I mean? It's yeah. great. You know, that's why I loved when like I had the mustache because I look like a freaking scumbag. You yep. know what I mean? So that was the thing, you know? So oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's why I shaved, by the way, because of, because of, because uh, I look like a scumbag and because you, uh, Come you back. shaved. You shaved your your mustache too. It's coming I back. I, yeah. Don't worry. It's I was a little, there. I was a little disappointed, but you know, it's it's, it's growing. Yeah. It needs probably like another month, but it'll get back. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna take me like eight months to get my mustache back. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't grow facial hair very fast, but 
But uh, yeah, that was that was cool. Like I I loved seeing that last mm. year. You know what I mean? And like I was saying earlier, like the Larry Entz thing, it kind of made oh, me yeah. feel, it reminded me of Larry. Yep. You know what I mean? Like just a, a legend in this area that oh, yeah. you know if if you his can, mustache is epic. Dude, it's awesome. Like this it's is like just, the best mustache. Ever. It, yeah, I think it's it's, it's great. Awesome. It's just so big and so full. Mm-hmm. Like you know, very much. Uh, what's his, is it? I forget. I'm gonna mess his name. Was it Sam Elliott, the cowboy from? Uh, Oh, I know big who Lebowski. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he always had that big mustache. Yep. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. probably I. I think that's who it is. Yeah. I always get I always get his name and the guy that was in Jurassic Park mixed up. I forget what his name was, but I think he was a Sam also. But yeah, just like this big old bushy wooly. Mm-hmm. Like you have a squirrel on your on your upper lip, yep. and that's just awesome about Larry. And then he throws a great frisbee. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I say frisbee, I say frisbee. He throws. He always has Frisbees. something interesting. He had that uh, the the super saucer tosser. Oh yeah, that's that, right. Like, there, I forgot yeah, about that, that. That thing was awesome. Bringing it up, to, I bought. I bought yeah. one, and apparently that cracked really easily if you hit oh. a tree. So with oh. it being so big, the, the plastic is yeah. really thin and everything like that. Okay. I drilled a tree with it. Meanwhile, you shouldn't Whoops. take a a disc the size of a trash can lid out there on a course <laughs> to play. But that was uh, that was always cool about Larry. Mm. You know what I mean? Throwing some awesome stuff. You know, yeah, a little freestyle. Yeah, tried to learn some freestyle from him. Yeah. He was always bad at it, but, you know, he was always, you know, he knew enough. He yeah. knew a little bit to kind of, yeah, just you know, get well, some entertainment. Well, there's so many times everybody. I would throw, like, something back at him, put a lot of spin on it. He's trying to, he's, you know, cradling it and catching it and letting yep. it spin, you know. I think he's, uh, I can do the behind the back. I can yeah. catch behind the back, and that, he was one of the first people I saw do that. Yeah, you know? always spin on his hand, then do that. Yeah, twirl like, it around. Yeah, it. yeah. I yeah. just I don't have that flexibility, or like people go under the leg, but I, you know yeah, I have really like, no. I have short legs, so getting my leg <laughs> up high enough just doesn't quite yeah. work like that. So, mm. <laughs> oh, it was funny you were talking about um, shots that get people reactions. So, uh, like I throw the grenade a lot. Mm-hmm. That's always fun, and recently like my night a week has been going out on mondays to play my manager actually from work mm-hmm. he plays disc golf as well oh, that's pretty which cool. is pretty sweet nice. he actually came out to monday dubs one time when he was in the area but he moved back to michigan so we made a little agreement i go out on mondays he goes out on tuesdays so it's kind of cool we have this like you know little well, agreement yeah both of us get to go out and get our time but monday monday night doubles there's one hole at kerr okay. town it's one over the water i think it's like hole 14 okay usually throw a grenade on that and yeah. most of the time it's like i'm with somebody and They've i love it out it. there and it's like a lot of those people don't know or haven't seen me play before yeah. which i love oh yeah or they, me, see, it's like they see the name or they see scores and they're like yeah ah, oh like, who is yeah. this guy and then, yeah you know one time they play and then all of a sudden they see a grenade shot and they're like what the hell was that yeah what was that yeah it's like yeah i threw it upside down it was mm-hmm. a grenade and they're like what it's like how do you do that and it was just like the reaction like yeah. you're saying like, I remember the first time I saw that was Jake Azado at Lums. Yeah, when he throws a lot of shots that people ago. are amazed. This was probably like 10 years ago, before I bet like anybody ever heard of it. Like, mm-hmm. I bet a couple people threw it, but it was before it was like mainstream like it is now. Like, mm-hmm. the Eagles, the Kevin Jones is like everybody else nowadays. Like, you know, everybody's super young. And mm-hmm. I saw this guy throwing it over the trees at Lums Pond. It was like hole one there was like a hole next to it that you're throwing up and he was just throwing shots into the trees mm-hmm. throwing these grenades if it seemed like forever he was throwing them like 40 feet in the air I'm like, mm-hmm. that shot's amazing and then after a while it's just like i always had a hole at book miller hole 12 it was like a little downhill like 200 foot shot and i'm like this is a shot every hole every round 
I'm going to throw it on here mm -hmm. and I'm just going to learn it. And then eventually it just kept going, going and going. And then it became a staple in the bag. Yeah. I mean, you probably had that too with the hook thumb roller. Well, yeah. Like I, I have that. I have that one hole or something. Mm -hmm. You're like this shot. Mm, I'm going to learn this. Well, thing. that and then one shot and the disc, the disc is useless. Otherwise yeah. it was a, t it's a tilt before the tilt came out. Yeah. It was oh, a, was that tracker? It was right? yeah, 2015 <sighs> Ledgestone that tracker. Stupid, that's just like, like gummy like, tracker. It's right? yeah. Like uh Kron, Kron gave it to me at the farm. Yeah. Or he just gave it to me to throw because yeah. I could throw a thumber on hole two at the farm. Yep. And he was like, oh, here, throw a thumber here. And I like crushed up. Like I, I used <laughs> to throw, a, I had a Schwebby Firebird mm -hmm. and they're just like stupid stable. Yep. And it, it gets like, I get like an extra like 20 feet of distance whenever and he's I like, would throw. throw this. He's like, throw this. And I threw it the same line, almost vertical. Yeah. Up as high as I can, basically. And it came straight down <laughs> on edge. And I was like, what? What the hell was that? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I like I don't know what to do with it, you know? and, <laughs> and then they're I, like I want it now. And I think at the end I ended up buying that one and like two two other ones off of them by the end of the round. That's you know? awesome. And the one I use is still that one, and it beat the hell. And That's it's still awesome. like you it's can't still stable. Yeah, we I, when I I go out to Oregon every year, and when I was at the Eugene celebration a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, I played with a couple of people like my like my buddy Mike Bayshore. I played with him, and uh, yeah, he saw me throwing it, and he was like, "Is that thing that stable?" I was like, "Yeah, dude." Mm -hmm. And after the round, like. Like people were like passing it around, trying, trying it. to throw it. Like Hannington, Nava <laughs> Brothers. I think Scotty Withers threw it, and like trying to throw backhand rollers with it. Yeah, and like Nothing. you would release it, and it would be on a backhand roller line, and, and immediately Heiser's out. And like seeing crazy. bigger arms do that, it's like it's pretty so cool. cool. So when the when the tilt came out, I was like, Oh, it's the same it's, disc. I yeah, know. it's a little bit different. So tilt's a, a higher, I think, a higher speed. Oh really? And it has okay. a little bit more of a flare on the on the the rim. Okay. So it's a little little tougher to get off for. Like I tried to throw a couple of thumb rollers with it. And it yep. just doesn't quite work for me. Mm. You know? But you know that's it makes it better for me. I don't feel like spending so much on it. Oh till, yeah. You know to try Nowadays. to find it. Well now actually the, the trackers. I like I didn't tell anybody about what it was for the longest time. Mm -hmm. You know a couple friends knew about it if they played yeah. around with me. Cause I didn't want anybody buying them. Yeah, they were like eighteen, twenty dollars on eBay. Yeah, and I'm like, so yeah, so I have like I have like eight or nine of them right now. Perfect. But now you can't find them. Yeah, and when you do, they're like fifty bucks. You're like, man, because someone figured it out. Darn. Like it's the most stable Firebird you'll ever throw. It's the most stable Felon or Triple X. Yeah. Which were like the discs. Yeah. The original, the early Triple X, those opaque. Yeah. Those opaque optos. Mm-hmm from like early early runs were just so overstable they were just yep. awesome you know and then finding a good firebird now is a tough thing you know yeah it's hard to find them i yeah. found a couple yeah a couple good ones i had a couple of them from i think skip hummel gave me one okay some purple one yeah he always that has he always has a crap load of awesome discs he yeah. has a couple of gems but the thing was i found a couple of gems that he gave me and i gave them back to him i think i gave him 11 time okay bird back he gave it to me a while ago to kind of mess around with. And you're like, ah, game like you an old TL. Old well, especially if, you, if it's not in your bag, you know what I mean? You There's might as no well point. give it back, you know? Yeah. I do that often with people. I'll just give them a, a disc or someone's looking for something. It's oh, yeah. like, I just have bins upon bins. I, I was looking for a, I wanted to bring you a disc today. Mm hmm and I couldn't, I was like looking through boxes this yep. morning and couldn't find it. I'm like, damn it. I wanted to find something for you. you know? <laughs> no, I'm not going to, I won't tell you the stamp, but it was an 86. So yeah, Soft. I know you love, yeah. I have a chain chomper. I want to, yeah. I wanted to show you too. Yeah. I have Those a chain so chomper. Cool. And it's an, I have an old, another older one that I got. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a, it was an Oki Mike disc from, oh, the, nice. from when, when uh, Salt did the, the first triples yep. up there. He, uh, 
he was, I guess he said he was going to get minis or discs made with mm-hmm. a stamp on it. And he ended up just, uh, taking Mike's minis and yeah. everybody that played got one of Mike's minis. Oh, that's awesome. So I have like a nice little whammo, like a super pro model. That's so cool. Uh, mini. And then, uh, afterwards he had like boxes of his discs yeah. and he was just selling them or, you know, basically oh, awesome. for close to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I walked up and there was an 86 mold and I was like, that's so Ooh. cool. And actually uh, R- R- Richie Klinger had it in his hand. Yeah. And I think he was thinking about buying it and put it down for a second. And, and he, you just walked out. I was just like, Bip. Yeah. I know. No, no, I didn't walk up. I was standing next to him watching him hold it. And as soon as he let go of it, I was like, that's mine. Yeah. You know, it's like a little bit of scumbag came out of me. Yep. You know what I mean? Hey, so for a softy, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and I throw, uh, I throw the 86. I throw the mm-hmm. firm ones. Oh, yeah. You know, I like those. Those were the ones I used to throw. Yeah. I just don't throw them anymore because I only had two and I'm just oh. scared to break one. Okay. Well, maybe that's what I'll hook you up with them because yeah. I have a handful of them too. Yeah. So, yeah. I might pull one back in the bag. I've been throwing um, Plastic Addicts as it is called a habit. Okay. It's old Zeppelin mold. Okay. So it's just bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same, basically like the same disc. It flies the same way. Okay, nice. Um, But better plastic. Yeah, better plastic. A little more stable. You could put you could put some meat behind it. You can actually get it. into it. Okay. Yeah, you can put I some like meat that. behind it. Um, I don't have one in here, but it's out in my car. That's a fun one to throw. Yeah. Well, that's why yeah, I love yeah. the fun discs to throw. Like I have the oh, 70s yeah. in my bag or the 71. Oh, you know, yeah. I bring those out, you know, as much as possible. You know, unfortunately, you can't throw it for four four months out of the mm-hmm. year at least. You know, yeah, I broke. I probably have a half a dozen broken ones, mm-hmm. which if, you know, Sherm Sherm would often give me shit oh, about. Oh yeah, you know, we'll learn we're how to learn one. how to throw it. Yeah, you know, he like, actually well, hitting trees with he uh, he hooked me up with uh, with that blue stamp one that was his profile picture for a while. Oh yeah, he gave right. that to me. Oh nice. at, up at Long Trout, and Sue actually so was cool. like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like as he like handed me a disc, and she's like. What the and I didn't know Sue too well and she was like he must really like you because mm-hmm. he doesn't just give discs away no and then I actually uh, ended up cracking that and I told him but it was on a fourteen at Southie I was mm-hmm. off on the right and I threw this like like this lateral shot that just turned mm-hmm. and floated down the fair and I it went in and cracked going in oh. so it was like all right at least it like last one went in yeah so at least it went in <laughs> oh it's, yeah it was the last throw during a yeah. tournament I. uh or a round or whatever. I, I glued it and I still throw it around as like a toss disc and everything. Yeah. Like that. I have like five or six that are glued. That's awesome. And a couple that are in yeah. you know, a lot of pieces. I broke one. I took one down uh, for New Year's mm-hmm. one year and threw it on the first hole in the back. And it was like that little turnover. And it went yeah. around the corner and all you heard was... And you're like, oh, and I was like, no. oh shit! I think that broke and went up, and it was it was probably in at least <laughs> twenty pieces. It was so bad, but yeah, it happens, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, and that's why you buy more of them. You know, yeah. I have a box of them at home, which that's I probably awesome. should just get rid of at some point. You know, no way. Yeah, throwing them till they're all break. Yeah, more and more, right. you know. Daniel Marcus, you know, I think he likes oh, them. Yeah. He sends me some, you know. Mm-hmm. He tags Hook me each in, other in up. any. Po- oh, that's what that's our that's basically our relationship anymore. It's just yeah, me hooking up with him up with discs, him hooking me up with discs. That's awesome. You know, like he, like, uh, his son likes the gummy destroyers. I think he gave him a gummy destroyer mm-hmm. and he, he'll, he'll send me a 70 mold here and there. And then, uh, his girlfriend throws, uh, lightweight Eagles. Mm-hmm. So I gave him like, I had like four or five, yep. uh, you know, I had a couple Japan open ones, uh, mm-hmm. some, some champ, uh, 11 Xers that were for, like 148 to 150. That they were my awesome. ex girlfriends, and then yeah. when we broke up, you know, I, I got them back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not the kind of you know give a gift and then take it back, but yeah. I was like, I'm taking these back. Yeah, you know? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I took all of her discs actually. Aww. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great breakup, but uh, it was uh, our last conversation was 
It just wasn't. I was on the phone as I was like getting all my stuff out of the house, and I was like, I called her and I was like, "Hey, uh, do you want these? You're not. No, uh, you're not. You're not disc golfing anymore." And she was like, "No, I don't think I am." Like, no, that wasn't really a question. Like, (laughs) I'm just saying you're not disc. At least with these discs, and I took like took all the. I feel I I feel scummy, but you know whatever. It was it was eight eight or nine discs. She didn't play a lot of disc golf. Exactly. I let her keep. I made a bag for her out of like a like a swimming bag. Like a couple of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't give her any. I just let her keep the bag. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a I have a rolled grip bag. So yeah, you know. But uh, Frank Frank Murphy said that I might have to burn it, like in like a like a ceremonial thing. Like let's yep. throw a whole bunch of stuff in and let's like, <laughs> let's let it all be gone. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was right after the breakup. Obviously, things are better mm. now. You know, I, yep. I, I got over it very very quickly. So yeah, so it made things a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. especially when I could throw the plastic again. Yep. You know, so yeah, it was funny you were talking about um fun discs to throw. I've been having a blast throwing everything. Yeah. It's well, yeah, because you're not, fantastic. you're not, you have no sponsorship. Nope. You were with the, what your, was your first sponsorship was what, DGA? DGA. I was with them for two or three years. Okay. Um, and then took like a year hiatus. Um, got on the latitude thanks to Finley. Uh, Finley put in a good word um, for me. And I got on there for two years. And then, yeah, the last two years have just been kind of free agent. And yeah. Just enjoying throwing everything. Oh, man. Like somebody says, hey, try this disc out. And I tried a couple. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's in the bag. Yeah. Like, in a way, I was trying to get, like, a disc from every manufacturer in my Mm -hmm. bag. It's pretty close now. Yeah. Like, it's pretty close. I think I probably have, like, six, seven, eight different manufacturers. Yeah, you're going to have to push for that infinite uh, sponsorship. I need, like, uh, I don't don't know. Who throws that out? like Drew Gibson, he throws, yeah. I think he throws for infinite, you know what I yeah. mean? So he could throw whatever he wants, basically. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. They have Castaplast, Heiserbaum, Innova, Discraft, Trilogy, Prodigy. Just, like, yeah. Don't Whammo. Might put a Whammo back in. Who knows? Yeah. Well, th- back, I think Wham- Whammo is one of the ones that, like, everybody accepts even, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, they almost, like, it's just kind of like, all right, you want to throw Whammo? All right. You go yeah. for it, you know? Yeah, I remember when you were like doing DGA, you're allowed to throw discraft discs, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool, yep. you know. So at least mm-hmm. you can kind of be discraft and DGA. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I still have a uh, actually while I was looking for the for the disc for mm-hmm. you this morning, I found uh I have one of your Hellfires. Hellfires with the grenade with the grenade yeah. stamp. I was like, "All right." That was a sweet pretty, stamp. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forget who did that. Was that Dave Lontine? I think so. Okay. I think that's nice. who did it. Yeah, it was Love how it turned out. Yeah, it was it's, ba- it's badass. That's what when I was so when cool. I was looking through the pictures, yeah. that was like I almost I might and I may still do it as like a little background type of thing. Yeah. I was I was like, does he still use this stamp? I'm like, eh, not really. It's your stamp though. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like it's a well, grenade before everybody else did the grenade. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. and a couple of other people have done the grenade since then. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but not too many people have the Innova one. That's one that's like throwback. I, what, I found the, a couple. The, D, the DH one? The, yeah. the DH signature DH series? T- yeah, the DH series. Nobody yeah. knows about those. Yeah, I had. Those are like. I think I think I have a. Did you make a destroyer? Yeah, I got a bunch of different And then ones. a rock, I think. I gave our man a rock, I think. Yeah. I had to like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because that was a putting contest. That was a story. Okay. That was pretty cool. Maybe yeah. for another day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm definitely going to have you back oh, on. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, we'll, yeah, that was a fun story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got. It's like a end of a putting contest. Whoever won got to choose their discs, get their own signature series. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How long ago was that? Like that was you were you were young ten years ago. You were young young at that point. Yeah, yeah, actually, probably like fifteen years ago. Yeah, actually, this point I was like Am Worlds. Okay, I don't even think it was Am Worlds. I want to say it's like Bowling Green or something. 
All right. contest. Nice. But yeah, that'll be another story. Yeah. Sometime. Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. that's that's a fun one. Oh yeah. That was that one in the best round I've ever shot and mini golf are like the three defining moments that I mean, I've I'll had have in my to, disc I'll, golf have to, I'll have to mark that down. You know, to yeah. make sure I bring. I I I. There's many times I talk with people and I know a story. And yeah. I'm like. I want you to tell that story. Oh yeah. And then I don't know how to like, just like all of a sudden let's go into it. Yeah. Like we're talking yeah. about something. I'll be like, Oh, so tell me about this bowling this. green putting contest. You know, yeah. like, you know, it was, it was like that with Richie. Cause Richie's told me many stories about early LVDC days and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he's probably had a bunch. Yeah. When we got done, I was like, you didn't tell this story. And he was like, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not just going to say, tell me about this story. So, yeah. but I was gonna say, he probably has a nice story about me. He beat me in a playoff. Oh, and one of the last, tournaments at was at villas crossing okay got me in a playoff yeah that's like his claim to fame maybe yeah. not well i mean but hey off. dude be, like be, i got anytime anytime beating <laughs> you especially there because that was a pretty yeah, like was a bomber, bomber course, course. Yeah. yeah you know and i mean and richie throws pretty damn far he does you know it's yeah. like he's one of those like sneaky distance oh, yeah. types of people but he throws that so uh, smooth he throws that blizzard plastic but it's that's so big smooth. Thing. oh yeah it's perfect it's, it's awesome so to nice. see you know hell yeah yeah I got to take a page out of his book so I can learn to throw far. Right. You know, definitely. Get that blizzard plastic back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I tried throwing it a little bit. I remember when uh, the Wraith, it was the Wraith and the Destroyer mm -hmm. came out. I remember we went to Tinicum. Mm -hmm. It was like me, Carmen, and Hank went there mm -hmm. and they threw. They were throwing them like stupid far and I just, I just couldn't. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. Because it's a different type of throw. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, a, and I need to work on it. I, I don't spin a lot when I throw. Mm -hmm. So it's more like just like brute, like arm brute it, yeah. force, like yeah. just throwing. Ratio's you know. a little off. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't Going quite. Through, I don't quite yeah. put the spin on it to get that extra little bit. I like. I I talk to people about it a lot. When you see like the top pros and their disc lands, it's like it's still spinning and spinning in, in place, like burning a hole in the grass almost, like because yeah. they they put so much stink and snap on it. Mm -hmm. And that's and that helps out a lot. You know, yeah. once the disc starts to slow down. Starts to stabilize, stops getting forward mo yeah. momentum in motion. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like that ratio. I always tell people it's getting the perfect ratio of forward momentum and spin is the key to distance, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Like if you can get enough spin on the disc with enough forward momentum, it's just going to hold onto that line, stay yeah. in the air forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was always just working on the forward momentum, you know, yeah. and I thought I was doing well. And that was one of the things I learned at CTP is that, you know, I was, oh, yeah. I was very average because <laughs> that, that like high fifties, low sixties was like, there were so many people that came in there and threw on the speed gun and that's what oh, they yeah. came in at. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A couple of those people that came in were smashing shots. Yes. Yeah. But it was like, everybody was like low sixties, a couple in the like mid, like a couple around 65, yeah, and, then, 65 and then it was you. A couple people. And then uh, you, there was one other person that came in that was like mid seventies. Okay. Really? That's what I heard. Steve has a story about that. Okay. Um, he's probably like my same build. He was just like a local guy. I think he just was like an amateur just, player. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to find something. Sling yeah. And he just yeah. slinged him. Mm -hmm. That was, was that. Like, yeah, I missed that. I forgot about that, that the people would be able to go in the back and throw. Yeah. Throw a couple. And that shots. was a nice thing. We had like enough. We had bin. some used discs like the used bin. Yeah. You go grab a couple discs and yeah, just go chuck it. Throw them in the back. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. I missed mm -hmm. that. I didn't use that enough. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome, dude. Hell yeah, yeah man. All right. Well, shit, dude. This has been a great time. Yeah, man. I feel like we, we could talk for days. Yeah, uh, for seriously. sure. So, yeah, I, I brought a cot. So <laughs> That's I'm gonna, fine. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm you just, crash I'm, here. Yeah, I'm just going to crash here from now on. You know? <laughs> yeah, not just for the night. I'm moving in. Okay. I brought That's enough fine. stuff with me and everything. I, right. I don't know. Crap. I didn't bring discs. Yeah, I have, I have plenty of those. Okay, cool. Awesome. Don't worry. Awesome. Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, dude, it was great to see you. It's yeah, been man. a while, so it was great to see you. And uh, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, no problem at all. Hell yeah, man. Um, everybody, uh, 
Yeah, check out Dylan. How, where where can we see you? You got Instagram. You got a type of thing. You know, are you I, active? Are you a social media active person? Um, not? we're getting there. Okay. So Instagram, I do have one. I think it's like Arctic Fire Thirteen or something. Okay. I don't know. I can send it to you. Yeah. And then Dylan Horst on Facebook. Those yeah. are the only two. Okay. You don't have a, you don't have a fan page on Facebook. A, a I do, a but I don't page. really use it. Okay. Um, rather just do normal Facebook at least for now. Okay. I mean, nice. who knows if things start getting crazy? Yeah, that or the, Insta- page, the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, the Instagram. Trying to get more involved. Using Instagram is kind of like a catalyst for Facebook. It seems like more people are using. Instagram nowadays mm-hmm. for kind of like a quicker like yeah. little hit, you know, yeah, quick go hit. And then real quick. And yeah, like I know I use um, it and then it just shares immediately to my Facebook. Exactly. So it's kinda nice, so, you know. Trying to use a little bit of both, especially recently. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I mean there'll probably be links somewhere. But yeah, yeah, I'll put yeah, I'll put your links below everything like that, you know. So sweet, everybody sweet. check out Dylan if you don't know him. Yeah. You know, I'm so I'm assuming most of you kinda know who he is. So yeah. but check out to see a little bit more into the world of Dylan. So, uh, Amen. and, uh, if you have any questions or concerns about the show, any sort of tips, anything, uh, hit me up at the weekly pump podcast at gmail.com message me on Facebook, message me on Instagram. Um, you can message the weekly pump on Instagram, even though I haven't had a single post just yet. Maybe I'll take a picture here today and, uh, this will be our first post and everything like that. So thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for supporting and thank you, Dylan. Yeah. Thank you, Blaze.